Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days, so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to A Perfect Match, where we will be covering the Married at First Sight Season 16 Reunion Part 1 of Eleven D. Um, I am one of your hosts, Jason Reed, uh, along with me, my co-host, Asia Welch, who, you know, I consulted with a prophet uh, about whether or not we should keep continuing this podcast and continuing to cover this season. And he told me I have to be selfish and uh, think about myself. And I decided I like podcasting this person so much that you know i i'd keep going on so asia you're in luck <laughs> my prophet led me in the right direction to continue this podcast how are you doing asia oh i was worried yeah, um i'm doing needles, fine <laughs> you know it could go either way you, yeah. when you're choosing yourself yeah you, you have to be selfish at some point yeah you have to be exactly. you, you spent the, we spent this whole relationship being selfless just thinking mm-hmm. about you never thinking about myself i just had to take you know take account and say what should i do for me right about me in this moment yeah like you know when you like spent time with your family when you were at work events when you went to the gym you were thinking mm-hmm. about me yeah exactly <laughs> so. I was, it was all for you <laughs> you know as they always say when emotions are high intelligence is low <laughs> <laughs> that's what they always say <laughs> as what everyone as the 
so popular catchphrase that everyone says out there. Oh, Gina boy. said, okay, before I go on this reunion where my emotions are high, okay, I've got to bring that out at some point. Show me her arm. It was written on her arm. She's like, you, you know what they say, Kevin. <laughs> when emotions are high, intelligence is, what is that? The sweat. Oh, low. That intelligence is low. That's what it is. Yes. Goodness. Oh, uh, my gosh. So, so listen, I mean... <laughs> Why are we here? What are we here to talk about? I like. <laughs> okay, y'all. Look, listen. Go back and listen to our last podcast two weeks ago of the third of the third uh, post decision day episode, and you got it. That's, uh, Asia, you want to tell us what's going on with you, and we can uh, wrap this up. Give you your plugs. We'll get out of here. Literally, no real new information in this in this reunion whatsoever. There was. I mean, there was no, in the lead up to this, there wasn't even really anything we had to really answer. We didn't uh-huh. have any couples that were like, are they going to be still together by reunion? Because everyone except Chris and Nicole, who we all knew would still be together by reunion. We really mm-hmm. had no question. I guess the biggest question I had in my mind was, uh, did Kirsten and Shaq, you know, rekindle? Get back together. Yes. Probably was the biggest question, which was not even that great of a question. Right. It was it was all based on they are both in yellow gold. Yeah, why the why are they matching? That makes me nervous. Exactly. I I guess it was either a coincidence or Shaq's like, no girl, I need to know what you are wearing because we will be matching. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go coincidence doesn't help Nicole's case with who thinking that they're a match made in heaven. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we're we're here to talk about epi- uh, part one of the reunion. Uh, this is our first time having a reunion after three post decision day episodes, and it's proved to be unnecessary. Totally unnecessary. And then, imagine no, and then uh, so I was going on in my fun little reality, right? Of uh-huh. saying, you know, we got two more episodes left for the season. After the reunion part two, we're going to be done with the season because, you know, there's no where they now special because, I mean, the reunion is kind of the where they now special, right? In the past season, we said this was unnecessary. Yeah, we had no we had gotten a little schedule that said reunion part two seemingly to be the last episode of season. I'm in my happy little reality thinking that I'm in my little bubble. And then my reality just comes crashing down. We get a new updated schedule of a where are they now special. Why? We we just we've really gotta know where are they really <laughs> release us. Mass. Let us go. Stop holding me prisoner. Right. I can't get out. It's like I made this commitment. You like <laughs> I was gonna say it's like you 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 get into this relationship, right? And then you get engaged. And now like everybody knows you've already invited everybody to the wedding, but you're you're not feeling it anymore. But they, like, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure how that compares to our situation. <laughs> I wasn't really feeling that metaphor. <laughs> Made but, perfect for me. Uh, I guess. I you know uh, how yeah, how how do we 
how do we Irish goodbye this season? Just kind of walk away. <laughs> just, we just let this one be the last one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we just, don't cover part. If y'all don't hear from us again this season, if y'all don't hear from us till July, you'll know why. Oh my God. We'll we'll, next week, we'll have gotten on StreamYard and be like, do we need to do this? Not really. Let's just, it's will anyone necessary. notice? Will anyone say anything if we don't have a podcast? I don't think so. We had several people in the Facebook group telling us to protect our peace. And uh, not to even bother with the Where Are They Now special. But I do feel like we have some sort of commitment to you, the audience, to give you the complete story of the season, which will unfortunately include this Where Are They Now special. So we will have something for the Where Are They Now special. We cannot guarantee, we cannot promise that's going to be our typical full episode just because i don't feel like there's going to be any real new information here i feel like we'll get more awkward dates uh we'll get the journey of nicole changing her last name and i I don't know what else they can really offer us that will be worth a full episode right maybe they found someone for kirsten to go on a date with yeah kirsten and shaq are gonna go on their dates (laughs) shaq's gonna go on his date in austin and talk about how you know he has changed so much with his therapy and his self-awareness and Mm -hmm. whatever uh, but yeah, we, we will have something. I can't promise you it's a full something, but we'll have something. Yes, we will give you the highlights. Yes. So you still don't have to watch. Um, <laughs> but we are going to, in addition to part one of the reunion, we are, start, are going to talk a little bit about the cast tell all from last week. So st- sit tight. Uh, but first, we want to make sure that y'all go out there and join our Facebook group. Look up a perfect match podcast. We are going to continue to have things to talk about into next season. So definitely go join. It's not too late just because this season is ending. Come join us. Have a great time talking about the show with a community of people who also uh, have a love-hate relationship with this show. Um, So this week, the password is... The Prophet. We all need that prophet in our lives to tell us to make bad decisions. And to Mm -hmm. only think of ourselves. That is what prophets usually tell you. Only think of yourself. Never think of anyone else. Um, That's that's typically what they say, right? Right. It's like this prophet just can come into your life and make you do something you completely don't want to do, even though you have total control over your decisions. (laughs) Even though you have a mind of your own. Oh, man. Um, So also, we want to make sure that you subscribe to the Love at First Sight feed. That's where you can get all of the podcasts for a perfect match, as well as our coverage of uh, the ultimatum, Queer Love, the other ultimatum, Love is Blind, Perfect Match. We're building up some shows on this feed, y'all. So make sure you go subscribe to the Love at First Sight feed where you can be it can be a one stop shop for all of those shows. Uh, we do, leave us a five star rating and review, and we will really appreciate it. We want to shout out a couple this week, which have are pretty amazing reviews, I must say. Um, so this first review is from Marina, spelled with a Y. It's titled "They Hit the Bullseye Every." They hit. They hit the bullseye every time. Jason and Asia are a joy to listen to. I will definitely miss listening to them as the show finally winds down. Their POVs are always insightful to hear. I love that Jason brings in the POV of a married man and Asia brings in the POV of the strong 
independent woman that she is. <laughs> I also learned a ton of pop culture references that went completely over my head while watching the show. Had no idea what a snowflake or big head meant. Thanks for thanks for explaining. Whenever Pepper and Cinnamon join the show, either by someone mentioning them, their adorable picture in the background, or if we get to see them real quick, I lose my mind like Hank seeing Clint. Big things come from small beginnings. So I dare you to watch YouTube or listen to this podcast ASAP. Side note, I got the pleasure of meeting Asia last year in Houston at the Bryson Wynn Present Survivor Party. Asia was gracious, kind, and as fun to be around in person as she is on the show. I hope Jason makes it out there to one of these viewing parties someday, too. Let's have a maths viewing party. How amazing was that? Fantastic. Uh, you know, I'm glad she got to meet you in person to, uh, you know, experience your essence uh, <laughs> there in person. Um, listen, mass viewing party. I'm not mad at it. Uh, if you call, if you Twitter to our big boss, Rob Sestrino, at Rob Sestrino, and say, get Jason and Asia a mass viewing party. If enough people say it, maybe he'll pay for us to meet up at somewhere do a mass viewing party and you all can come. Uh, yeah. That's kind of the only way it's going to happen because unlike <laughs> Asia Wealth, I don't fly on private jets to places. Uh, so, you know, I need someone to pay for my plane ticket. <laughs> but yeah, uh, listen, if you want it to happen, let the big boss know, but that's uh, that's up to y'all. Yes. Thank you so much for this amazing review, Marina. Yes. So good. Uh, the review I am going to do is from AA Lex. 1995 it's titled they make the show uh this is the first time i've seen a full season of maths and unfortunately it's the most boring um however <laughs> you're saying unfortunately it's the last <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> uh, uh however i stay watching because of jason and asia i watched this unnecessarily long and tedious season just to listen to their hilarious commentary they are so funny and on point with their reviews of the cast love them we love you too, Alex. And yes, this is the this is the longest season ever, yeah. and it's not it's not it's not at all justified. I can see if they had this banger of a season they had in Canada, like we gotta continue this. We have to we have to just stretch this out as much as we can. But no, y'all pick the most boring season to stretch out as long as you can. Doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it really doesn't. I totally could understand if I think I said this in the Facebook group. I was like. If five couples said yes, I get it. You want to follow that, that, uh, what unfolds from there. Mm -hmm. See who <laughs> breaks up. <laughs> yeah. We're dealing with one of five, barely mm -hmm. hanging on. You're hanging on to people rekindling. No, they're done. I, I just feel like those post decision day episodes, where are you, where are they now special? What else are you going to show us? You showed us everything in those three post decision day episodes that we need to see from them. The mm -hmm. singles are dating. The married couples are marrying, are, ma are, being, are being old married couples. Yes. What else do you have to show us? What else could there be? I don't know. I don't know. Man, I'm just <laughs> so distraught. Um, but hey, we'll, we'll make it work. We'll, we'll yes. make it entertaining. We'll make it fun uh, as we like to do. Yes. Uh, yeah, you know. I, I definitely do enjoy these podcasts more than my experience watching the show. Yeah, for sure. For sure, uh, I don't. I don't know how long I would have made it through this <laughs> through this season if it wasn't for us doing the podcast. I think about that sometimes, like with this being what the fifth one that I've covered. 
I'm um, like, which of these would I have fallen off on? I mean, I, I think of because you, you, you and Amy started, started with, 12. with 12. Yes. I, I don't think I would have fallen off on any of them except for this one. <laughs> yeah, true. Because I'm the only thing, the only one I'm kind of hesitant about was Houston. But I think I still was invested in a couple, just a couple of the couples just to see like what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And there was there was entertainment, there was drama. And yeah. uh, like that's. That's what I think that's what this one is lacking. Like, not only did they not make it, but they're also just there's no drama. These people are too nice to each other. Like, yeah. You have beef with Mac. No, he's not going to give you anything bad. It's all, it's all fake niceness. You yeah. know that behind the scenes, they're all talking trash about one another and they just don't want to say it on camera. They're all too worried about their image. We have we have to fix that, Mavs. So we have to get people that are willing to. <laughs> To get down the dirt, get down the mud, and sling, you know, we, we sling insults, drama. We want drama. That's part of what we want. We yeah. we want love, but we also want drama. Like I, like I always say, I'm here for eighty percent mess and twenty percent of. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, last week was the cast tell all. Um. We had a an all star lineup. <laughs> uh. I guess. All star. Yeah, no, Matt uh, probably thought so. I I'm mean, gonna, I'm gonna tell you the truth. Without <laughs> Lindsay, this would have totally tanked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we had we had a lot of people from past seasons. So like Henry, uh, and if you haven't watched these past seasons, this might be tough. I would say just skip forward like ten minutes. But <clears throat> we had Henry, we had Tristan, we had Shanice and Jeff D, we had um, Steve. We had mm-hmm. Kristen, we had uh, Steve and Mindy, uh, and we had Lindsay. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay was the star of the show. There's no way that you can deny that. Mm-hmm. Lindsay and her drama um, was the entertainment here. Uh, <laughs> and that, Lindsay that's what they, and her, I don't even know if you can call it just delusion that like Steve cares about anything that she has going on. Yeah, that's the thing with Lindsay. She, she always brings the beef further than it needs to be because these people <laughs> yeah. Alyssa, Steve they're not thinking about Mark. her Mark, they're not thinking about her in their everyday lives until she brings the beef on social media or one of these specials their lives are fine, Steve's life is fine, he's not up at night thinking about Lindsay and thinking about his vendetta against Lindsay the way Lindsay thinks of her vendetta is against all of her opponents, all of her enemies it's like she knew one thing that Noi probably told her and she just completely just like labeled Steve a liar. She already thought he was a liar because of the money thing. And so she just took this too far. It's like, y'all don't need beef. Y'all don't need to hate each other. You don't You're even lying. need to interact. You're a lying piece of trash. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. Like, what? What are you doing? Why is this happening? Like, I'm see, a little this confused. guy over here is just a lying piece of trash. I, I don't even, I don't respect him. He, he, he wants women to pay his bills. I, I haven't done my Lindsay voice in a while, so I don't even know if I'm being accurate. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was some, it was something else. And the the storm off right right before Lindsay, we're going to break. Can you relax for a second? Like, can we? She she heard she heard the the uh, the host. I, I think her name was Monique. Uh, say we're getting ready to go to break. Lindsay, oh, I don't have time. I, I uh, I've been blindsided. I. <laughs> Chris is like, that's my line. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm not gonna get another opportunity if yeah. Steve walks off the stage. <laughs> don't finish that sentence. I have to run off. 
before you throw it to commercial. Yeah. For maximum she, impact. And she even, so she said she is in a relationship now, but she took, she spent so much time talking about Mark. Mark still hits me up. I have to tell Mark to do this, trying to make it seem like Mark is still obsessed with her. And I'm just like, but but Mark, why are you in any kind of communication with Lindsay? <laughs> right. I don't I don't understand whatsoever uh, why you would even want to still be in communication with this person. Uh, but let's Steve is not blameless here, right? <laughs> right? Steve comes out after Lin, after Lindsay's been trashing Mark, and he pokes the bear. <laughs> uh, Monique asks him like you know about all the you know about Steve what he's doing. He's like, yeah, I'll still talk to the guys. He lists all the guys. He's like, Mark, great guy. Basically, like looking at Lindsay. <laughs> He, at this point, as like, if I put myself in Steve's shoes, I know that I'm, I get under this woman's skin and I know what she says back is not getting under my skin. So I'm just going to do what, like, just watch her get riled up. Uh, you know, with, with, and Monique coming after Lindsay saying, you know, uh, you know, be, be who, what, what did she say? Be who. You know, this be this Lindsay, be this vulnerable Lindsay. This Lindsay is still crazy. This Lindsay is still <laughs> nuts and still willing to hurl barbs at anyone she can. And she's even hurling, you know, insults at Chris uh, from uh-huh. that season, who also is not there to defend him. She loves just throwing insults at people that cannot defend themselves. Yeah. She just totally trashes Mark the whole time. Mark is just not there to defend himself at all. She says, talks about Chris dating one of her she set chris up with one of her friends and chris told the friend not to hang out with Lindsay. i would do the same thing (laughs) i'm like listen i can't if you're gonna keep hanging out with Lindsay, we can't keep doing this oh my gosh so yeah Lindsay just she made it her mission she's like i'm going to try to get people talking about me again Mm -hmm. and that's what happened that night (laughs) and she's always so quick to accuse people of searching for their 15 minutes of fame uh they're they're hungry to be on the show Lindsay, you you are the exact person you're talking about you were here right. on the show along with us you are here you were probably of, of the of people that were there the most hungry or the, the hungriest most, the <laughs> yeah. most ready to make a spectacle to make a entertainment moment um i mean listen she she did that though she did it yeah she i mean she literally yeah like you like you said now we're thinking oh what would it have been like if she weren't there? I don't know. Think about all the other segments. Did they offer really anything else? No. <laughs> yeah. I loved the moment, and I posted in the Facebook group, when Jeff D looked at the camera and was like... <laughs> <laughs> Jeff D's facial expressions. Something that like uh, Jeff D, um, Tristan, and Henry were good for were, just, were these quick little jabs yeah. from like from the side. Uh, every now and again, that's what they were good for in in that context. Yeah, uh, you know, I just because nothing else. I mean, look, looking back on it, I don't regret not doing a whole episode about it. Right, I think same. I think this little you know section is is fine because the Lindsay drama was was the bulk of this. Uh, really we was. we got we got the official announcement that Steve and Mindy are dating, it's dating, new. seeing each other, whatever you want to call it. And I, uh, the way that that messed with my mind when she was like, oh, I moved to San Diego. I'm thinking, oh, perfect. That's where, that's where Steve is. <laughs> yeah. And then like, oh, no, Steve's in Boston. Steve's like, in Boston. Kristen up. is now in Virginia. <laughs> uh, Lindsay is now in California. Yeah. They all just 
swapping coasts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so now they're having to like make it work from Boston to San Diego, but he was in he happened to be in town visiting her. You know, <laughs> not that just, she knew he knew that she was gonna be on or anything. And blindside Lindsay, the I, I no one I wasn't told. <laughs> They <laughs> trace dropped this on me. Um, but uh yeah, I'm glad Mindy has settled with uh with a man she has chosen. She's uh seemingly had a, her choice of men throughout the maths catalog. We uh, at one point thought that her and Ryan were a thing. I think she has definitely uh traded up to Zach from Ryan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so you know, they they're a cute couple. They are non-offensive. Both seem to be uh very kind of I, I wouldn't say thirsty, but they are <laughs> I think ready for social media, Just, ready for, you know, to be Oh, seen. I thought you were going the ready like ready for like just to be in a relationship. I mean, I guess, but I do I do think that they both know that this is gonna do well for their social media presence. I think there's a definitely a a level of that. Probably. Um, uh Kristen. <laughs> With uh, her revelation that Mark was DM stalking her, yeah, sending her she messages. She waited until the show was over to respond to him. Yeah, sending her messages uh, constantly while the show was airing. I guess maybe even while it was filming. Um, yeah. So you know, <laughs> Mark. Mark. I posted a Facebook group for a shark. Mark is pretty thirsty. <laughs> um. I think the only other thing, like we got to see that the show was good, actually a good thing for Shanice and Jeffy's relationship. Like, had it not been for the show, uh, they probably wouldn't be together today. They said Dr. Yeah. Jessica was a huge part of just really sitting down and talking to them, and and I didn't even make connect the dots that like Jeffy would have known about Dr. Jessica and John being together, like before the rest of us because they were on the same season. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I thought that was a huge thing to find out that like, yeah, we we joke a lot about this show, but it helped them. Yeah, I could definitely see that, though. I could definitely see how, uh, first of all, being forced to kind of be in a relationship in a way helps you work it out. Because, you know, as I talk about all the time, people people say, oh, it's gonna be so much easier when the cameras go away. Not necessarily. When right. the cameras go away, you don't have that excuse to stay in each other's orbit. It's so it would be yeah. so easy to just drop things after the cameras leave because you don't have any real incentive or reason to stick around with each other. So I can definitely see how that was was a thing. I enjoy them talking about how you know their production team was like a family to them. Mm-hmm. They still talk to them and um, you know how much they appreciate the process and appreciate the show. Yeah. I was like that. that those are all val- valid points, and it, it was funny how they were talking about how they forget that it, like it took they had to get used to not having a mic on, and I'm mm-hmm. like, that's only eight weeks. Imagine Big Brother, which is yeah. three months, where they 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 also have that phantom like mic pack. On yeah, I, w- I wonder if they have like uh, tan lines where where their mic pack is, <laughs> <laughs> especially on Big Brother where the, the, yeah. the they spend so much time, you know, in uh, no shirts or bikinis for the women or whatever. But <laughs> wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, Henry is in a relationship. And doing he's happy. Well. <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's 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 Henry's story. Right. Um, I guess 
last but not least, uh, we had Tristan, who is happy. He is crazy about his wife. He tried to mm-hmm. make that very clear. Very. He is crazy about his wife. Um, and he is so happy in his relationship. Found out that uh, Mia was doing more lying than he thought. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then the, the whole colorism debate which I wasn't even aware of in real time. I don't believe I was as tuned in to like social media and people's reception of certain things on the show. But, but yeah, that really affected Tristan from, for, for people to, uh, for people to have that impression based on what he said on the show. Uh, I, I still don't think he quite got it. No. Um, <laughs> He definitely didn't get it. He definitely tried to explain it away, but his explain away didn't explain away. It didn't. Yeah. He's definitely guilty of it. I would say (laughs) I I just kind of wish he would have, I wish he would have owned up to it a little bit. Like I, maybe he didn't realize how, how wrong that is. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's almost like a, he, he could have treated it like a learning opportunity. Like, yeah, I said that, but I had no idea how, you know, that could be hurtful hearing on TV or how prevalent that is in like the black community. Um, But instead, he took it as y'all didn't know what I was saying. Well, and it turned into a we all have preferences, right? (laughs) Not realizing that colorism is more of a a deeper issue of discrimination Mm -hmm. than saying I don't want someone that's taller or shorter than me. Uh, They're two totally different issues. And he didn't understand that. And, you know, Shanice chimes in. It's like, I, I've I know seen you're his not, family. Yeah, I know you're not that way. I've seen your family. What does that have to do with anything? Shanice, what are you talking about? That's not what we're talking you're about. You're not helping. You're not helping. Because uh, with, with that, with that explanation from Shanice, that would be like, oh, he dates black girls. Yeah, I have black friends. I've seen his black family. Yeah. Which that's not the case. That, like you have no control case. over that part. You have no control over who right. your family is. So that has nothing to do with who you would like to date. Right. It's just it makes oh. no sense. Yeah. So so yeah, it was a uh, whoa, what happened? It was sorry. Can you still see me? Yeah, I still see. Oh, okay. You. My screen went out. Um so I felt like it was a good episode. It, it was all right. It, it, it definitely, of course, uh, as we as our common uh, phrase here, it didn't need to be two hours. Yes, <laughs> I could have done this in an hour and been good and gone. I did yeah. enjoy some of the uh, I wouldn't even necessarily call it behind the scenes talk about uh, the actual filming of the show, how many hours they film, mm-hmm. how filming works. I did enjoy that part of it, um, but I just didn't need it all. For sure, could have even yeah. could have cut down, could have cut cursed, could have cut Kristen out of this, could have <laughs> cut could have cut Henry out of this, and made it a tight hour and be be out of there. I I'm saying a, a little a, that could have been a real <laughs> yeah. a quick check in. <laughs> and I did have a thought though. I had a thought. Right, all this talk about who pays what, who who didn't do what, who didn't chip in for what, I. I want to pitch Lifetime. I know you're probably you're listening. You're watching. You're doing something. You're going to hear this. 
give me a maths court. You, oh, yeah. Lindsay, Mark, you each bring your receipts. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear this vague talk. I want to hear. I want to see proof. Bring your receipts. You, one will be the plaintiff. One will be the defendant. Uh, and we will hash this all out. I want to see who paid. For, I want to see everything. Steve, Noy, bring your bank statements. I want to see who paid for what. And yes, lifetime before you ask, Asia and I will be the judges. Okay. <laughs> okay. Or maybe Asia can be the judge. I can be the wisecracking bailiff. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, maths court. Y'all love spinoffs. Do a spinoff of maths court. Get these people in here that have two differing stories. Each brings in their proof. Each brings in their receipts. And we'll get to the bottom of this. We can, we can have text threads. We can see who's talking to who. I, I'm here for it. I want it. It would be like, Michael, did you have a job? Yes. <laughs> show me those papers you were showing Mika and what exactly y'all were talking about. Show me how you were able to know your take home amount yeah. <laughs> from an offer. Letter. What, what your tax tax takeouts would be. <laughs> show right. me exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Show me some yoga poses, Michael. I want to, <laughs> I want to know that you're a yoga instructor. Yeah, this you are going to be speaking. When my mom sees this, you're speaking her language. She <laughs> loves nothing more than a good court show. Yes, I want to. I want to settle these disputes because I'm tired of all the one sided stuff. You know, Lindsay talking about you know Mark, Mark only made sixteen thousand dollars in that year. Uh, I want to see. I want to see evidence. Bring in tax returns. I want to see them. I want to see. Yeah. Them. Yeah, because I'm like, okay, what? What was there anything this season that anybody claimed? Um, Shaq went to therapy. I want to see the proof. <laughs> um. No, I don't think so. Was there? Yeah, there were no big lies. Look, they can't even they can't even deliver a lie. No, they can't. This season was good for nothing. (laughs) You didn't bring any drama that we need to resolve. Uh, All right. Let's talk about this part one. Yeah, we're only 30 minutes in. Let's get to the Mm -hmm. actual show. Um, Okay, so you start off as we do most reunions with everyone sitting on stage uh, Kevin welcomes them all in. We did a weird thing this uh, this reunion with we're seeing the uh, right before we go on. The Kevin's like, all right, are y'all ready to do this? Let's do this right. thing. Three, Three two. two. <laughs> why, why is Kevin counting us in? Are, are you the director, Kevin? <laughs> Three, two, one, action. You ready? Right. Okay. So we start. We start off with that. So Kevin, you know, see, he introduces the thing. He says, Nashville was a wild ride, beginning to end. <laughs> what did you watch the show kevin did you watch that it's tells you didn't watch wild that tells you did not watch the show uh so you know we get to the normal stuff kevin asks him, so you guys how is it you know being a normal person and then all of a sudden you're on tv we get talking from everyone talking about yeah it's so weird that when you get randomly approached by people um kevin asks about dms who's sliding dms dom how about you Dom says, well, it's been mostly people that were unhappy with me, <laughs> um, but I did get a few offers uh, to to send people cleavage pics for money. Oh, gross. Uh, I was Kev like, is, she's being overly honest in this moment yeah. for some reason. Kev is shocked. Oh, my God. People do that? Listen, I, I've always said I am more than prepared to sell some feet pics if anybody wants to buy them. <laughs> I'm 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 here for it. Um, 
Kevin yeah, I feel like a foot is harmless. Yeah, I, I'll sh- I can show you some leg. I can show you some thigh. I, I, I got, I got, all, I got, I got a hand. I got, I got tons of stuff for y'all. Just give me an offer. Shoot me an offer. I I'll send whatever ear. you want. Yeah. Um. So Kevin says, "Oh, Jasmine, I hear people want really wanted you to hook up with Gil." It's like what? Who said that? <laughs> I I've never heard that at all this whole season. I've seen Gil and Kirsten. I've not seen Gil and Jasmine. I know. I mean, maybe people have been hitting her up directly or like maybe there was more footage when the, when Dom brought up Gil and they were like, oh, Jasmine, you'd be great for Gil, you know, that they didn't really <laughs> include. But Jasmine, Jasmine does not seem that enthused by the idea. She's like, yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> she got a man. Dom pipes up and says, actually, me and Gil are pretty good friends now. Okay, okay, Dom, sure. Yeah. That's what you want us to think. <laughs> you need totally <laughs> they're, rejected. they're great. Yeah, yeah, I wonder what her standard for friendships like. We talked that one time and it was really good. Yeah. <laughs> he sent me an emoji. Right. Um, we do find out that Clint has moved from the same building Gina was in to now he's moved to the same building Nicole and Chris now live in. Uh, Nicole says, "Yeah, he sometimes comes with me to the dog park. Uh, he gives, he gets us, he makes us treats and brings them to us. Uh, we move to Mac. Kevin says, uh, Mac, you moved to Michigan. Uh, you have, you have a house now. You know, live in someone's basement." Mac says, "No, I have a whole house, and uh, you know, I, I have a basement of, of my own now." Uh, Kevin says, "You know that, but that was what Dom was afraid of, right? That you were going to move. So is this kind of validating her fears?" Max says, listen, my intent the whole time was to stay in Nashville, but you know, with all everything that happened, it just kind of inspired me to, to really kind of get out of Nashville and move away. Dom says, yeah, wasn't surprised at all. Knew that was going to happen. Yeah. She's definitely taking this and running with it. <laughs> I knew he was going to move, Kevin. I just knew it. <laughs> he would have tried to make a move to Michigan as soon as we got married. I know. Um, <laughs> right. uh, Kevin also talks to Max. So, Max, uh, you were pretty upset uh, the one of the post season episodes when Dom got a dog. Max says, "Listen, uh, uh, my response was totally out of anger, uh, and basically says, as you're about to see, because he knows what's coming. He mm-hmm. knows that Kevin's going to pull the clip out and show it to everybody. Because like, oh, thanks for doing my job for me. And we see the clip of Matt kind of, uh, you know, uh, I don't would say exploding, but kind of just being annoyed with Dom, saying throwing you know, she a has little a, fit. Yeah, throwing a fit." <laughs> She has nine to five. Uh, it's irresponsible. That no shocker. Dom is immature. I feel uh, bad for that dog. Yeah, my Max. Like at least I left my dog with my mom. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's what Max is saying. I didn't leave my dog alone. I I mm-hmm. pawned my dog off on a family member. So I'm yeah. not as bad as Dom. So I'm a good person. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone kind of cringes after you come back from the clip. Max says, listen, I, I said that out of anger to hurt your feelings. <laughs> I said, damn, you, you're being very <laughs> honest. Doss says, listen, when when I when you got a house and you told me, I said congrats. Max says, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I shouldn't have done it. I was in the wrong. <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> I sort of felt like it was like, yeah, I just said that. I was in the wrong. Duh. You, you don't seem to get it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I I'm was like, that fault. was unnecessarily hostile. <laughs> yeah, I'm admitting fault, dumb dumb. <laughs> um, uh, we then get to one of the bigger moments of the season. Kev uh, brings up Clint's slender comment. We, of course, see the clip. 
Nicole comments says, yeah, we were all getting to know each other. And uh, when Clint said that, I really wanted to make him regret his words. Gina says, you know, that comment really just kind of hit me as, you know, a very accusatory. Who is he to say that I'm not athletic and slender? This makes me think more about my workout routine. Yeah, it just makes me think more about Gina's problem was not that Clint was body shaming. It was the fact that he was calling her plus size. Like, I am not plus size. It's not the fact like you you should not be talking about women's bodies that way. He's like, no, you're calling me fat. That's wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I am not fat. It just felt it felt like she was wrong. She was mad for the wrong reasons. It felt like Mm -hmm. because it would have been different if he was like, I don't think she would have been as offended if he said like he was unattracted to her. Mm hmm. Uh, Clint says, listen, I didn't want anyone to feel body shamed. I was just trying to convey that we both were matched up with people that we wouldn't ordinarily go for. Chris, uh, Chris <laughs> falls on the grenade and says, listen, I, I also was t- said something that was bad. I, <laughs> I, I, I said Nicole was thick and, uh, you know, but, you know, you say things you don't mean. You're sometimes a little too honest. And we, I'm like, like, Chris, do not group yourself in with this situation. And it was such a, it was such a different thing. The two situations were so different. Yes. Clint is basically putting his foot in his mouth in front of the whole group. Mm-hmm. Chris is saying this comment to a producer in a confessional and saying right after that, but in a good way. She's thick in a good way. Clint did not say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know why Chris is so eager to uh, just kind of follow the sword here. Uh, for Clint, I guess he and Clint are, are big buddies now, and uh, he wants to. Uh, They're all kinda, friends. Kind of bail them out. They're all friends. buds. Yeah. Uh, so we the co- the conversation now turns to Felina and Eris and <laughs> Jasmine. Kev says, "Listen, uh, these comments about Felina, like they they were something. We see Felina clips. We see all the clips of Felina talking bad about Jasmine, and, and while the clips are going, Eris is in his little uh, you know picture picture box." Kind of laughing at the comments. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're, you are not helping yourself, Eris. This is not the look you want to go for. Um, after we come back from the clip, uh, well, we see actually we see another clip after this. We see a never before seen clip of Eris and Jasmine seemingly right after that uh, brunch that Jasmine went on with Felina, where a lot of this conflict took place. And Eris says to her, "Oh, damn! It looks like you just worked a sixteen-hour shift." Like, what are you, are you saying? She looks <laughs> like tired and disheveled. Is that what he's he's meaning? Something no one would ever want to hear. Never. Oh, you look exhausted. You look tired. <laughs> <laughs> Jasmine tells me, well, you know, I just I kind of felt attacked. And, uh, you know, if you are, aren't rocking with me, I don't want you around. And Eris t- in the clip, Eris tells her, listen, I want someone that that's strong and can really hold her own. Thanks. We, we come back from the clip. Kevin asks for opinions. Pretty much we go around the whole room and all, just about everyone says, you really should have stuck by Jasmine in that moment. It really stuck up for your for your new wife. Jasmine says, you know, she really felt unsupported and, uh, you know, she didn't feel like she was showing any weakness. She just felt like if you don't want to be around me, I don't want to be. If you want to talk bad about me, I don't want to be around you. Mac. Um, I don't know where. Unprompted. Just again, people falling on swords or other people for no reason. He says, listen, I'm going to defend Eris here. It's a hard thing to choose between your wife and your family. And Jasmine's like, "Um, that is not what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. The point is, he should have my back. Max says, well, yeah, he he should have. He says, okay, well, that's what we're talking about then, so don't defend him. I said, (laughs) ooh. 
Uh, she, she They're put like, Mac in you're a Michigan now. You're not a part of this group. Why are you piping in? She put Mac in the corner, said, don't talk to me. Don't <laughs> don't come keep it up for this man. Don't do it. Don't test me. <laughs> I was like, oh, Mac's okay. Uh-huh. Mac, Mac looked down and said, all right, I'll shut the hell up then. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry that I bothered you. Oh, my uh, goodness. So, yeah, Eris says, listen, the things that Felina said were definitely wrong. Uh, Kevin says, well, then why did you take Felina's side in the moment? He says, well, I mean, naturally, hearing only half the story, I'm going to rock with someone I've known since I was four years old. (laughs) Here we go. Uh, But Kevin says, but but listen, this is your new wife, and you really shouldn't be saying, look like you worked a 16-hour shift. Kevin was very focused on that. It's like, you should not have said that there. Eric says, listen, I apologize for Felina and for me for not making her feel more secure. Felina's probably at home saying, don't apologize for me. I, I meant every word I said. Right. Word for word from the experts. Mm-hmm. Sorry for not making her look uh, or feel, feel secure. Feel more secure. You know, in the back of his mind, he's like, I, I was right, though. It was, <laughs> it was weak. Um, but yeah. Uh, do, you, do you, what do you think happened? Do you think they asked Felina to be on the reunion and she declined? Or out of respect for Jasmine, they didn't even bother asking her to show up? Ooh, that's a good question. If I had to put money on it, I would guess she declined because yeah, that would be my guess too. Why would they choose to bring the only person out of all these couples they bring is Jasmine's friend that we barely saw? Did we see her at all? I did, I did I not remember this person <laughs> whatsoever. I was like, why are we bringing this person in here? To be <laughs> fair, we have been covering the season since January. She could have so. been on five episodes and we could it could have <laughs> got lost in the shuffle. We have no idea. Exactly. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not even gonna trust my memory, the fact that I don't vividly remember her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would imagine if they weren't looking for people to come. I mean, oh, we had, you know, Nicole's dad, but I, I feel like they probably reached out to Kalina. And for some reason, she's probably just like, nope, I knew it wasn't gonna work. I don't want any part of that. Yeah, I'm sure around this time she's feeling the heat of being on the show. And she's like, mm, no, I'm yeah. good. <laughs> right. uh, so we then start with the we we break we're gonna break everyone up now and do individual couple interviews. The first interview is with Jasmine Harris. They come out, they shake Kevin's hand as if they weren't just talking to him five minutes ago. <laughs> uh Kevin starts, he says, Listen, Harris, uh it seemed like you really hit the jackpot, but uh, what what was the problem that you had with Jasmine? Eric says, listen, out of respect, both of us, I'm not going to reveal uh, what I said to her in private and uh, and reveal what what about her I was unattracted to. Kevin says, well, I mean, it seemed like when she was coming down the aisle, you were all about it, but eventually it it turned. What what happened? Kevin's still trying to dig. Kevin's still trying to go at it. Eric says, if, if listen, if I said what I really want to say, I would be nailed to the cross. So I said, okay, so this isn't really about sparing Jasmine mm-hmm. and her feelings. This is about how you're going to look if you say whatever you want to say. I was like, okay. Exactly. That, I, I, I thought that was the case, but this really confirmed it. Um, he, and he says again, out of respect for her and her family, I'm not going to put that out there. Kevin says, uh, so Jasmine, were you baffled uh, You know about what, what he said he wasn't attracted to you? She says, yes, that was my worst fear coming into this, that he wouldn't be attracted to me. I was attracted to him, and I tried to put my best foot forward, but my worst fear happened. 
Um, Kevin, which uh, I, I want more of this type of thing. He says, listen, we went back to the casting process and we, and we, yeah. pulled, we pulled what Eris said he was looking for. And Eris, you said that, you know, for you, you, you like the body like Serena Williams, but someone like Zendaya is too skinny. And we see a, uh, we see a clip of Eris talking to Pastor Cal in the casting process. And Pastor Cal, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily the way Kevin put it. Pastor Cal gave Eris the prompts. Right. Pastor Cal says, all right, so we're talking about these people. What about Serena Williams? He says, Serena's good. She's athletic. And Pastor Cal says, what about Zendaya? He says, well, she's too skinny. So Eris said, Eris at first like, I didn't say that. And then they show him the clip. He's like, oh, well, okay. I guess I I did kind of say that. Jasmine says, well, I mean, I'm not Serena. I'm not Zendaya. I'm kind of in the middle of that. Ken says, yeah, exactly. So Eris, they gave you exactly what you wanted. What's the problem? Eris says, listen, the, the body type just it, it did not do a body type. That's not why I was not attracted to Jasmine. He then Doesn't just, he realize he's making it worse by leaving it really, up for interpretation? Really like is. now people he's leaving it up to people to guess and they're going to mm-hmm. guess all types of things, which can even be more harmful. Yep. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, he's just thinking about himself in this moment. But now it's like. Yeah, it just leaves people. I bet it was this. I bet it was this. And Jazz is probably online looking like, oh, why would you say that about me? (laughs) Um, I mean, so I don't know. I have my theory about what it is. What what is what is your final theory? I I don't know. I I don't know. You're about to be that person picking at Jasmine's appearance, being like, "This is it's this, right. or this, I'm or not this, gonna, or this." I'm not going to be that guy. I think it What's has your more, final theory. I think it has more to do with her personality than anything physical. Mm-hmm. I, I think Jasmine's friend's going to come in here, and I think she's going to kind of put, uh, you know, put a finger on it and say what it was that Jasmine was not as open as Eris likes. She was not. I, I think Eris might look at her and say she is a little bougie. She is a little uh, too reserved. She's a little maybe the word he would use is stuck up. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know Eris or Jasmine well enough to know any of this stuff about them. That's just my thought that she's too goody goody. Maybe it's like you know the only my only flaw in that theory is that I feel like he would have said that. Um, he, he he had no issue saying, oh, I need somebody who would, like can really like, you know, stand up and like take charge of a situation. I feel like he would have had no issue saying that. That's why I do think that it's a physical feature, because I feel like it just would show Eris being shallow. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what he doesn't want. And so, yeah, yeah. I guess uh, I, I guess we'll really <laughs> never know. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so we kind of pivots to you know talking about hey hey but the thing is we weren't we weren't romantically involved but we get along great we're great friends uh Which, just oh more. then kevin frazier oh, what do you mean you're friends <laughs> friends why couldn't you be husband and wife if you're friends you can be husband and wife obviously <laughs> that um, that is kevin frazier's Thought process. If you this can be reason. friends, why didn't you stay married? Yeah, exactly. That's all you need is to be friends. Yeah. Um, she, so uh, Jasmine says, listen, I do commend Eris uh, because he was always honest and she was happy that he was honest because that let her 
pump the brakes on her expectations and to be more realistic. Uh, the topic then turns to Eris sleeping with one of Jasmine's friends 10 days before the wedding. Uh, we, we did find this out on the on after party earlier in the season that before, you know, when they get notified, you're going to get married in two weeks. That was when Eris had to cut off this relationship that turned out they found out on the honeymoon was this a woman that Jasmine knew or was friends with. Um, so uh, Kevin asked about it. He said, Jasmine, how did you feel about that? Jasmine says, mm, you know, knowing who the friend is, it makes a lot more sense why I was not his type. She is completely opposite from me. So that makes a lot of sense. That got me definitely thinking that it was more of a uh, personality thing. Mm. See, I, I think it could be completely opposite, opposite too, physically. Okay, for sure. Um, Era says, like, may I, you know what? The, what also that is not as like shallow, but I think could have been one thing. Do you think that he thought she was too tall for him? Hmm, that definitely could have been an issue. That would make sense as well. I just, but like you said, I don't think if it was a height thing, I don't think mm-hmm. he would be. I don't think he would be so secretive about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Era says. Uh, we were, you know, me and this friend of Jasmine, we were just kind of hanging out. It wasn't anything too serious. But when I found out that I was getting married, I decided I really had to cut it off because we were just two weeks away from the wedding. Kev, Kev asked Jasmine, so do you think he did anything wrong there? Like, do you think that was a wrong, wrong thing to do? Jasmine says, well, listen, uh, we just, me and Eris, we just prepared for this differently. Um, when I, even before I found out I was going to be on the show, I cut off you know, all relationships. I, I was really going into this seriously, but he did not do that. He decided to go a different route. Um, and that's just what it is. We just decided to do things in a different way. Yeah. And which I liked how she put that. We prepared for this differently because yeah. Eris treated it like, what are the odds I get picked? I know I applied, but like, what are the odds I get picked? And it just seems like it's, it's really in the back of his mind type of thing. You know, is it, if it happens, it happens. If not, if, you know, it's whatever. Whereas Jasmine was really, really probably hoping she got married for sight, was really preparing herself for that, uh, for that option. So she didn't want to really get into anything even semi-serious if she had to cut it off in favor of married for sight. So she was really thinking ahead. Eris was thinking with uh, a different head. Let's say that. <laughs> Correct. Um, we now see another never before seen clip. Uh, not a lot of never before seen clips that were very similar to what we did see. Just, they were all just extensions of s- clips we've already seen. Yeah, just, they should have <laughs> said extended scenes and left it at that. Um, we see the infamous conversation with the uh, questions in the fishbowl. Uh, the topic comes around. List something that uh, I haven't told you until now is I would be open. I would be down for an open marriage. He says, uh, but, but, you know, kind of like in a 20 years type of thing, Jasmine is uh, kind of shocked by this. Not, not really into this at all. She says, well, listen, if you want to do that, you're going to do it with somebody else. That's not me. Cause I am not into that. Eris talks about, listen, there's a whole community of people out there that don't need to hide in the shadows. They, they want to be open with who they're with. Um, Kev's Kev asked Jasmine. So what, when he said that, what were you thinking? Jasmine says, listen, Eris always says something that needs can be said in two sentences in three sentences and that third sentence is always out of pocket and always wrong which is a great uh, a great way to put that i think like he always goes too far go good Uh, goes way too far 
Did you notice uh, how hard he was laughing during Ares? that? Yeah. Yeah. He like Aaron definitely gets a kick out of himself. Like he he ha ha buckled over laughing. Yeah. <laughs> like, you aren't that funny. Definitely gets a kick out of it. Um, Aaron says, "Listen, throughout the process, I just." When I when I was done with this conversation on camera, I would just say crazy stuff. And I, I told Jasmine right after the cameras left that I was just joking, which makes a lot of sense. Really, I feel like he did that a lot. He just said mm-hmm. out of nowhere nonsense stuff. And, and I did feel like most of it was in a joking manner. Yeah. Uh, so it, it makes sense. They were really trying to make the mountain out of a molehill uh, with, with this whole heiress thing. Yeah, because I mean, really, though, what else could they have discussed in their segment? Right. They had nothing really left to discuss after the attraction thing, which no one was yeah, gonna really say anything of note. <laughs> that's why their relationship crashed and burned because he was not attracted to her. So I could see why Kevin wanted to focus on like why is that? But mm-hmm. it it just felt like such a lost cause if you like watch the season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um next up we're gonna call out Jasmine's friend Adrian onto the stage. For a reason none of us are going to know. <laughs> why Why was this the person that needed to be brought onto the stage? Kevin asks her, so did what we see on TV matched up to what was really going on? Adrian says, yeah, yeah, it was. It, but it was weird watching the season because I really care about Jasmine. And my concern was Jasmine's mental space. She kept searching for something that she was not going to get. And it was concerning that Eris is 40 years old and never been in love. And I felt like he was really disrespecting her, like not standing beside her when Felina called her fake. Arison chimes this. Listen, she never called her fake. And then we see the clip of Felina basically calling her fake. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, we, what are you talking about? We just saw that. How are you Even Adrian's like, did you, Adrian's like, did you watch the show? Because right. that definitely happened. Uh, and Eris says, listen, Felina's interest in my marriage was zero. Zero. She came to you. <laughs> Right before you got married, trying to talk you out of it. I don't think someone with zero interest is doing that. Exactly. Um, uh, you know, Adrian says, listen, she was constantly just negative towards Jasmine. And I feel like if you're uh, someone with a loved one, you should not be doing that. As as one of Jasmine's loved ones, I would never think to take this platform and to do that to her um, on national TV, basically. Um, Adrian Kev talks about the fact that you know Felina is a loved one, and that will resonate more with Jazz, uh, with Jasmine, and with what Felina has to say. So it's good, she's going to really take it hard. Uh, Adrian says she she also felt you know Eris was uh, that Jasmine was different than what Eris was used to. Uh, she's more reserved than what Eris. Which is, is used what to. you're trying to say, yeah, yeah. This, which I think is definitely has uh, is what I, what I think most of this unattractiveness is about. Um, and he's used to be with more sexually adventurous people. Kev says, that's great. That's great. You brought that up. Let's see all those clips about Eris talking about all the sexual stuff. We see all the clips and Eris, like you said earlier, is just, is just dying laughing. He's got, yeah. his, he's got his head on Jasmine's like shoulder. He's cracking up so much. Like, they oh were sitting so close. So close. He almost had, he was, <laughs> he was almost like in his arms in a way. I almost thought they were going to about to say like, <clears throat> like well, Kevin, together. what you don't know is uh, yeah. we're actually together. Yeah, uh, Kev asks Adrian. So, how do you how do you feel? Do you feel like if Jasmine was into it, would if the sex stuff would would things have been different? Adrian says, "Listen, behind closed doors, I'm sure Jasmine could be Meg the Stallion, but she's a cheer coach to young girls, and she was really careful about what she did and said on camera." Which I, I 
definitely agree with. Like a lot of the times Eris was bringing up the sexual stuff, was, you could tell the look on Jasmine's face is like, I don't want to talk about this here. Like, right. I don't want to talk about this right now. And I, why are you bringing this up on camera? That's right. the big part of it. Um, so, I mean, I do think that, 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 that part of it is true. Um, but you know, Adrian's like, she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to do all this stuff on camera. Cause she's, she's a mentor to young girls. Uh, we get, uh, Adrian saying like, no, Eris says, listen, this all happened for a reason. And when in, two or five years when I'm married and she's married, we're going to look back on this and realize that this all happened for a reason. So, (laughs) whatever. Trying to dig yourself out of a hole. Right. Kev asks, uh, uh, do you want to hug it out with Eris? Ask Adrian that. They they get up, they hug. Oh, so cute. Um, Kevin asks, so what what are you guys up to next? Eris says, listen, Jasmine has really inspired me to volunteer. Feeding the homeless, and uh, she taught me to tap into things that I'm passionate about. So, okay, cool. Jasmine's been going to esthetician school. She inspired school. me to grow up. <laughs> she inspired <laughs> me to, to care about people. Um, <laughs> Jasmine is going to esthetician school and wants to open her own spa. And she still wants to be a mom and a wife. Kevin brings up the friend boy. <laughs> uh, so what, what, what's, what is all about the friend boy? Why did he want to be on camera? Uh, and, and how are things going with friend boy? Jasmine confirms that friend boy is now her man. They've been going out for, for a minute. Um, and that, you know, he messaged her shortly after the experiment and asked her out. And that's what we saw on the show. Uh, Kevin again is like, why wouldn't he show his face on TV? What is he that's hiding? a red flag. There's a red flag. <laughs> Jasmine says, Jasmine says, as she said on the show. So Kevin, I don't know how closely Kevin's watching. Jasmine does say, listen, I, I, I was the one that said he, that his face was not to be shown on TV. Okay. Uh, Kevin turns to Eris. Says, "Listen, did you go on another date with Kendra, who we saw on the Post Decision Day episode?" Uh, he says, "No, <laughs> we did not go on a second date." Uh, but he is dating. But he, no one really special worth talking about. This is this a lot of meaningless hookups, I'm sure. Uh, Eris says, "Listen, I, I've learned through this that maybe I'm a little too open and honest." Yeah, you don't say. Right. Uh, Kevin wishes them both well and pretty much just kind of sends them on their way. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just a lot of rehashing, right? Like it was really just like we've already we've read this book already. Yeah, we, we're coming back through it. This is really well tread territory um, that we didn't need again. I, I understand mm-hmm. we need a segment from everybody, but bring us something new and something more to talk about. Yeah, give us a one part reunion. It doesn't yes, always have sure. to be two parts for sure. Uh, next couple out is Nicole and Chris. They come out. Um, Kev says, listen, it's apparent that you guys are still together. They say, yeah, we thought about pranking you, you guys and saying we weren't, but well, we just decided not to. And Kevin tells, tells them, listen, I need to apologize because I said preseason that there's no way that you guys are going to make it. Um, Kevin asks, how hard is it to hear people saying that before the season aired that you know they didn't think that Chris is going to survive you, Nicole? Uh, Chris talks about, listen, when, uh, when she saw that, she wanted to talk to you immediately. I'm surprised that she didn't. I'm surprised she didn't <laughs> find a way to contact Kevin Frazier. Uh Nicole says that when there when probably are that, a few unread DMs. From oh, yeah, I'm Nicole. sure. I'm sure from a burner account or something. <laughs> right. Not loud. Yeah. I can't believe you would say that about Nicole. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nicole says, uh, yeah, well, Kevin, when you said that, you're going to have all the facts. You didn't know that Chris is a guy that can really handle a lot. 
kind of says, yeah, you're right. I, I have to apologize. I have to acknowledge. And the turning point for me was on the honeymoon when Nicole really stepped up with the dogs and, you know, took charge of that situation and really kind of led the charge. And we see a, a an extended clip of Nicole kind of confronting the producers saying, listen, this isn't an option. If we have to live apart for two months, we will, and we'll make it work. Uh, she says, the dogs are our children and we will not abandon them. The producers say, well, listen, we, we will find a solution. Those producers never really found a solution, did they? They just kind of no. left them to their, yeah. they just kind of left them to, to drown. They're like, uh, actually, Newton's going to have to go with your dad. No, they didn't think of that. She thought of it. Yeah, I, I know that you were. You you stood up with like, yeah, Nicole. But she's like, <laughs> stick it to him. Yeah, but she's like, those are our children. We're not going to abandon them. Asia's going to kick out of this part. I just feel like it was careless on the producers in mm-hmm. to not consider the fact that they both have dogs and the fact that they are forcing them to live in a, an apartment. You just yeah, think about these them, things. They should have found them more accommodations. And as I said at the time, listen, Lifetime, just throw some money at the apartment complex. Like, right. listen, we'll give you an extra $200 a month for this two months. They'll be staying there for a, a third dog. Mm-hmm. What's the big deal? It was like ridiculous. Uh, we we come back to Chris and Nicole, and Chris says, "Listen, it may have seemed overdramatic, but I was dealing dealing with so much stress at the time, and everything was hitting me all at once. And uh, you know, she was really there for me, and I really owe her a huge debt for that." Nicole says, "Listen, it's it's the New York in me. Uh, I have to exhaust every option, talk to every person I can until I get a, a satisfiable answer." <laughs> Nicole says, "The fact that he could be vulnerable spoke to how comfortable he was with her." And it made him realize how special she, she is because in that situation, other women may have ran away as she saw him boohoo crying about these dogs. Kevin brings up, uh, Chris, you seem to really appease Nicole a lot and really kind of bend, bend you to your, bend him to your will. We get a clip of the infamous dinosaur costumes at the retreat. Nicole talks about, listen, I, at the time we didn't realize that everyone was kind of waiting for us to start breakfast <laughs> to, to help out with breakfast. So, uh, it really made it kind of awkward because they were waiting on us and we were busy getting in our dinosaur costumes and we come in there with these silly costumes and she said it just really was really awkward and she kind of regressed that a little bit. Kevin then asked, so listen, Nicole, have you had any uh, outbursts like when you had <laughs> with the wedding photos since the cameras left? I said outbursts? She she that yelled one for second thing, five yeah. seconds. I'm like, Are you being ridiculous now, Kevin? Come on. Uh, Nicole, that's, says, a, that's like a that's a highlight. You're like, whoa, yeah, yeah she really she must, blew up in that clip. Yeah, she must have really done that a lot. I got I got to <laughs> write that down for the reunion. Um, Nicole says, uh, you know, I do have these five second rants, and then I get over it really quickly. Chris says, yeah, but in those moments, you really just had to give her space, and it has been an adjustment uh, because you know I, I find that I'm a little more open minded than she is. <laughs> Do we yeah. ask you that? Like, I think you really kind of fell off the plot of that question there, Chris. Right. I, that wasn't the question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you're you're telling a little more than you should at this moment. Um, yeah. He's like, I'm cleaner than her. Yeah. I, <laughs> uh, I'm more polite. Right. I make people laugh all the time. Yeah. She doesn't. She's just awful. Uh, I'm great. Um, <laughs> and Nicole kind of gives us a look like, oh, okay. That's how you feel? All right, then. Right. Uh, Kevin then asked Chris, how are you doing with keeping Nicole and yourself happy? He says, uh, yeah, I'm doing fine with it. <laughs> Nicole says, mm-hmm. uh, 
Yeah, Chris never had a problem speaking up, but so many of his friends and family told me at the wedding that he had issues speaking up. So I was really just kind of pressing it when it need to. And but, you know, there are still times when I ask him to speak up more, but he just has nothing to say. So I'm like, yeah, Chris, Chris really is just like a flow, go with the flow guy. It, yeah, it doesn't seem like you can really rile him up a lot. He's like, I just have nothing else to really say to you about this. I don't really care. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think what it is is the level of care. Yeah. yeah, like she can probably get very passionate about a specific thing. And he's just like, uh, oh, whatever. It's like these two options are for dinner. Which one do you want? He's, I, I really don't care. I mean, I, from personal experience, I can tell you that is a conversation American people have a lot. Uh, <laughs> these are your options. What do you want? I, uh, it's either one is fine with me. No, really. Which one? I know you have a preference. I, I don't really. Yeah. I'm fine with either one of these. <laughs> She's like, you like have that. to care. How could you that, not? It's just not something I care about that much. <laughs> right. Uh, we we then see some more never before seen footage of Nicole bring home lightsabers and they have a lightsaber duel. All right, more filler. Yeah, I guess we had to fill this two hours or something. The way I was watching that and was like, I looked at Pepper. I said, "Are they serious?" <laughs> Pepper, what am I doing with my life? Right. I'm like, what are we doing here watching this episode? This is a show I have to cover for a podcast. <laughs> Why am I doing this to myself? Why are you doing this to you, Pepper? That you're watching this too with me, <laughs> right? Um, Kevin asks about. So, what's uh, what's the status with the the old kids conversation? We flash back to the honeymoon, talking about the kids. Uh, Nicole says, "Listen, we're not ready for kids right now. We have our hands full. We have three dogs. We're looking for a house. Uh, we'll revisit the kids in about a year or so." Chris says, "Yeah, right now we really just want to focus on enjoying each other." Uh, my question is, why isn't Kevin getting the dressing down that Vanessa Lachey got for asking the same question? Uh, I was a, give me a second because uh, okay. I was about to say, why won't we let this question go? First of all, these people just got married. Why are you rushing the agenda? And you don't know if they have been trying. Mm-hmm. And it has. I, I think I think y'all are going too hard on these people with this kids question. I think that is a perfectly reasonable question. It's on not a show about relationships. It's not a perfectly reasonable question when you don't know what people like. It could either be super harmless. They haven't been trying or it can be harmless like they have been trying and it hasn't happened. Either way, I, I think it's a relevant question. I, I think when you're talking about a relationship where people are married and you I think the that's I also the, the assumption that the everyone step. wants kids. But he's asking, he's asking, what's what's the deal on the kids? What what is what's happening with the kids? He's asking about it. He's not saying you need to have kids right now. You need to present them to me. Like I need to know when you're having sex. You need to call me when you are. He you literally said he ended the segment saying, I expect to get a picture of this kid. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's true. But I just don't I, I think. I think, first of all, that Vanessa Lachey thing, y'all were looking for reasons to attack Vanessa no, Lachey. No, that was, she is out of line. She started out of line, and y'all y'all piled on Vanessa Lachey. As needed. <laughs> hey, fine. Um, I, just, I just think it's a normal question in this type of situation to ask what the next step is. Um, why does it, why, why can't the next step just be enjoy each other? And that can be the next. That's what they said. The next day, we're not thinking about kids right now. The next step is just enjoying each other. That's what we're going to do. We're gonna I know, I'm saying it, it, it was harmless for them, but you don't. That was them. Like you don't. You never know people's situation. That's and true. I just think you ask you if you could let 
if it were a couple that had been trying and it hadn't happened yet, then it's just like you are pressing home something that they don't have an answer to. It's just like, okay, then let's say they had a kid, right? Mm -hmm. Then Kevin's question is, all right, when's When's the the second kid? Like, come on. Where's the sequel? What about any fun travel plans coming up? Like, how how do y'all plan to enjoy this next phase of y'all's marriage? It always has to be the what's next, what's next, what's next. And they always think marriage, kid. Doesn't happen that way for everybody. It doesn't. But I think it happens that way for a lot of people. I think that is a... I don't think it's a crazy question to ask. I just don't think it's... I don't think it's... I don't think it's a crazy question. I think it can be a harmful question is my issue. I... I think the I think what people think of harmful is not should not be thought of as harmful. I think if you don't know the situation, yes, you know it's could be a delicate situation, but I don't think it's yes. harmful to ask. I don't think I'm going to be like, oh, I'm so hurt that you asked me that question. I think if you want to answer the question, answer the question. If you don't answer the question, don't answer the question. It's I think that's what it is. I don't think it's like I don't think it's an out of line question. I should say. I think it's an unnecessary question because you could be chartering territories that is. But then we can't can ask make any questions. No, then we can't ask any questions. No, I'm talking about conceiving a child. Uh, I, Jason, what are your travel plans for uh, the future? Well, Kevin, I don't have a lot of money, so I can't travel. I feel like that's also a harmful question. Like, that's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the exact same. I, I agree, <laughs> but it, it's. I just, I just, I don't see, I don't see the big deal in asking. I don't think we should strike it from every reality show uh, reunion question. What about, how about this? Instead of when are you having kids? What if it's like, what's the next, what, or what are y'all's plans now as a family? Okay, that's kind of a roundabout way of asking. That can be anything. If they want to have kids, they can bring that up. If they want to move in together, they can bring that up. It could be, it doesn't have to step on anything. It's very general. It doesn't mean, listen, we need y'all to have kids. (laughs) It's just like so. Yeah, I I I guess. I just feel like it's, it's normalizing just if you you want a kid, you can have a kid. Okay. Which is not always the case. True, true. Uh, yeah, I'm down with that. I'm down with the asking about the family question. I just think everyone's up in everyone was up in arms so much about the Love is Blind reunion about Vanessa Shea asking that question. I didn't think it warranted the up in arms armedness that we got. I think people were looking for reasons to hate Vanessa Lachey, and that was one that they brought. Trust up. me, I wish she didn't give me a single reason. Well, I think I think in that reunion, I don't know why we're talking about the Love's Blind reunion, <laughs> but I think she started out that reunion badly, and y'all just were were looking for more reasons to pile on Vanessa Lachey, and that's all I'll leave it at. No, I've uh, whatever. It's too much. Her, <laughs> yes, I will say Kevin was less intense than Vanessa Lachey about kids, mm-hmm. um, but it's just like that. You, there's that does not have to be the next line of questioning. I, I think it's a, I think it's a relevant question uh, on this show of that. First of all, they talked about kids. So I think that's a relevant question to ask. 
uh, what the update is on that situation. Uh, I could see if Nicole had said during the show, I am unable to have children. I'm unable to conceive. You may not know that. Right. But she's, they said on that honeymoon, like, ah, you know, I'm not crazy about kids, but I could definitely see I'm open to it. So I can see why that question is brought up on the, I, I, if she said I couldn't have kids and the kid's like, well, what's the plan for kids? Cause you can't have kids. What are you going to do? I could see how that would be offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I felt like I number one felt like no one was up in arms about Kevin asking this question on social media or anything like that. But I mean, mm, yeah, I didn't Mass really, not as really big a show get as a social blind, media so. reaction. True. In this episode. Uh, yeah. Yes, of course. I, I think probably the viewership for this episode was not great anyway. It's like our Facebook group. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> truly. Um, so now we turn to we turn to questions about Nicole's dad. So Nicole, how is Chris with your dad now? How is that relationship? Nicole says, uh, my dad loves loves Chris more than he loves me, it seems. So we, for some reason, decide we have to call Mark, Nicole's dad, on FaceTime from her little phone. Uh, I feel like we have the technology to get him on a bigger screen. <laughs> yeah, they did whole reunions from from yeah. Kev on a screen. They talked to him via satellite or something. I don't feel like we need to hold this little phone up like, here, you want to talk to Kevin? Here you go. Like you have some family. It was function. so spur of the moment. So fun. Yeah, it was so out of left field. So Kevin talks to Mark on FaceTime. Uh, you know, he's, Mark says, uh, hey, Kev, you're looking better on the phone than you do on TV. <laughs> it's an honor to meet you. I think, Mar- I think Mark is now like a married first sight, just super fan. <laughs> he has to be. The way yeah. he named off the cast, like yeah. as if he's us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Kev says, uh, so Mark, how you feel about the show? Mark says, I, I really fell in love with the concept. I love the show. The results are fantastic. I said, huh? The results are fantastic. Sir, have you seen the results? <laughs> Overall, I guess you could say that since your daughter is one of the few uh, successful results. He's like, my daughter is the happiest she's ever been. This show is amazing. Yeah. I haven't seen the rest of the show, but this must be the case all the time, right? Yeah, I don't think so, Mark. Uh, Mark says, listen, I never had an issue with Chris, despite how it may have looked on TV. Uh, we then see the clips about Mark talking about uh, how Chris needs to have BDE. And Kevin then asked Mark, so, so Mark, does Chris have that BDE you're talking about? We got the suspenseful music. It's like, oh, what is Nicole's dad going to say? Nicole's dad said, yes, he does have BDE. As if this was just <laughs> some suspenseful <laughs> moment that we needed the answer from, from Mark. Yeah. Uh, Mark Who says, made him the BDE judge? Right. Mark says, uh, having someone stable marry my daughter is the best I could have asked for. Uh, Mark says, you know, it's great because now not only do I have Chris and his family as part of my family, I also have the rest of the cast. I have uh, Shaq, Kirsten, uh, Mac, once removed. I did like that. He said, Mac, once removed. Uh, <laughs> Dom, Gina, Clint, Jasmine. I said, okay. <laughs> you, you name it, everybody. It's not Mass He's Nashville. It's like Montrey. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Mass Nashville family. Okay. You're, you're doing a little too much. All right. You should have been there. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin says, uh, listen, Nicole and Chris, you guys are proof that this works and that this is what the show is really about. And the experts did a perfect job of putting you guys together. Chris says he's forever grateful to the process. And, you know, if they had just met at a bar, maybe they wouldn't have even really walked up to each other and pursued a relationship. But throughout this process, he got to know her. And that was great. Nicole says this process helped her mature. 
Kev says, yeah, we saw that you would talk all the time about you not having confidence, but then we would see it play out on the show. Nicole says, yeah, looking back, I, I wonder why I ever said those things about myself. And now I see that me and Chris balance each other out so well. It took her time during the filming uh, to get over the questioning of the relationship. But now she doesn't question it at all. Chris says, yeah, she also learned to rely on someone else. And he's always going to be there for they're always going to be there for each other. and They're going to grow old together. And Kev, like you said, does say, can't wait to get a picture of those babies that will come someday. (laughs) And sends us out to break. Uh, I just just could have just cut everything out of there. Get out of there. Cutting room floor. On the floor. Uh, Yeah. yeah, I agree. I just don't know what to say about them anymore that we haven't already said. Chris and Nicole are great. This was a great pairing and yeah. the experts did a great job. For once. Period. Like that, what more? They've been Nicole, saying that for four episodes. Yeah. Nicole is definitely going to be one of those masked people that are going to be back on these specials. Oh, uh, for lot. sure. For uh, sure. I, she's going to be hosting her own uh, special. Uh, you know, I, I think about that one that uh, Beth and Brianna did. Brianna, uh, yeah. Either this season or the past season. I guess Beth is probably out of the running since she's not a successful person anymore on the <laughs> map. So I guess Nicole's gonna be taking that spot probably. Yeah, I mean they, but they, I mean they also have these guest spots on a uh, couples cam. They where they have like Rachel and Mirla. Oh yeah, definitely. They're, so there's still a spot. Yeah. yeah. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Uh, well, the next section we had was with the ladies. So we still need a section with the guys. Yeah, Yay. Next episode, I guess. Yeah. Uh, all the ladies. This episode. <laughs> Darn. Um, all the ladies. Again, I say it every. I feel like I say it every reunion. Looking like Power Rangers with all their <laughs> solid colored suits. Asia, did you get all the right colors for all the right suits? I'm well, wondering? I only got Nicole who was wearing purple. Oh no! Was she not wearing purple? She was wearing pink. Asia. It was purple on my TV. Oh my goodness, Asia! Come on. It definitely was. You're purple. not serious. What what color was his suit? Uh, I want to say he's wearing a burgundy suit. Okay, I did see burgundy for him. Okay, maybe we're thinking the same. Like, it was a light purple. It wasn't a strong, like, lavender. But It was a pink pink. No, is pink as our background? Pinker. (laughs) Well, then, yeah, you're leaning towards purple now. No. I'm going to find a picture of what Nicole was wearing and show it to you. (laughs) She's the only dress I remember. I don't remember anybody else's. Um, and that's only because I wrote it down. <laughs> so the ladies are talking about how they've gained four new best friends, which I think is funny because I thought Dom was like out of the loop, but looks like she's just been pulled right back in. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like that's something you say uh, to not exclude anyone. <laughs> we have made three yeah. best friends. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, four, Dom. Yeah, yeah, four. We don't have a group she's- chat without you. Yeah. I mean, I bet you she's in the group chat, but she's like one of those just like in it, just in it. She probably doesn't contribute to the conversation. <laughs> they, likes, and they she, know like she does the thumbs up on the, on yeah. the text. Like, they know if it. they make plans, she's not coming. So they don't have to worry about it. If she comes, she's going to leave early. Yeah. There's always that person in the group text. Um, Nicole says she's uh, the one that all, they always go to when they have problems. Um, we get a never before scene of it, which is an extended scene of Jasmine crying when she was talking to the ladies when they were like when the guys were at the baseball stadium. And um, Jasmine says, like, emotionally, she just didn't know she had anything left to give. Um, and she starts crying because she's like watching this back and she's like this. It, it sucks seeing the life sucked out of her. Um, yeah, and, it's good that she was able to see that because that's what kind yeah. of we were saying the whole scene was like, yeah, she's a she's not doing well. Mm-hmm. We thought she worked a sixteen hour shift, right? We said. Every every week we said that, right? <laughs> right, every week we were saying that. Um, she says she doesn't feel like she 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 didn't get what she deserved, which is totally true. Like yeah. everyone can argue that. I even Eris could say that. Yeah. Uh, so. She uh, she was she says she she feels like she was so ready for this process, but she does have zero regrets. Um, and then and then uh, Kevin was like, anything you want Eris to know, like that you didn't get to say to him. She was like, well, he was very close minded. He was never all in. And he I feel like he never tried with me. I mean, I feel like she said that to him on the decision. day. So yeah. it's, not really, it's not really anything that Eris <laughs> like, hasn't heard. Yeah. She's like, I, 
She could have said, I've told him everything I need to tell him. Uh, and so Nicole chimes in. She's like, I, I just, I just want to slap him for how he treated her. <laughs> the goodness. Um, and so they, they give, they show Kevin decides to show them the scene of when the guys, it was during the post decision day episodes and the guys had, had, uh, Gina's dog and Jasmine's dog and showed them talking about them, uh, having sex after the experiment was over and how quickly they did it. And so I was like, what do y'all think about that? <laughs> I, I love the, the faces and just the disgusted looks on everyone's faces <laughs> as this clip was going like, ew, like Jasmine literally <laughs> as the clip was going, she's like, ew, gross. Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> and it was really gross. <laughs> it was. Uh, Jasmine is not, she said she was not surprised because she said he basically was counting down the days. Uh, Gina was laughing at it. She kind of thought it was funny, but that's because she never was into Clint. Well, I mean, and Gina, when we come back from the club, she's like, "See, that's why I. Ne- you see why I didn't want to jump his bones now." <laughs> right. Like, all right, Gina. Um, uh, so then Kevin's like, "All right, what what type of guy would work for Gina?" And Jasmine's like, "She needs a man." <laughs> so, a man. Right. And then Kevin's like, "Hey, uh, what kind of?" kind of guy would work for dom and i think it was kirsten who said she needs a lumberjack a lumberjack someone who is adventurous <laughs> someone who goes like fishing and I then mean, Kev- it's all stuff we we can say like already right like it's nothing yeah. surprising right and kevin goes so if things don't work out with jasmine and like friend boy what kind of man does she need nicole says look Things will work out. We're not even going to put that out into the atmosphere or into the universe. I'm like, thank you, Nicole, because I'm trying. I was talking to Jason about this pre-show. I'm like, what issue did Kevin have with friend boy? First, he thought it was a red flag because he didn't get the memo that that was Jasmine's decision, that she didn't want people all up in her business knowing who he was when they were just going on a date on the show. Then he's already trying to move on, move her on to another guy. I'm like. Just just wish her well. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin knows who, who friend boy is. And Kevin knows that friend boy is an F boy. Apparently. And he, needs, and he needs to get away from Jasmine because he is he is trying to kill this relationship before anything. He can won't really let progress. up. <laughs> he won't let up. So I, let's say you dump this loser friend boy. <laughs> if, if he brings up friend boy next episode in part two, I, I think he has a, a, a hidden agenda. Yeah, I'm so confused. So Jasmine, you're you're this loser you're dating, uh, whatever his, whatever his name is. I'm like, Are you sure you trust him? Oh gosh. Uh, and so then Kevin asks, okay, what kind of man does Kirsten need? Nicole goes, Shaq. Nicole, like, what are you doing? <laughs> this this is not the move. Okay, at we're gonna all. talk. We're gonna talk about Shaq later, but this. This is not the move. Nicole, get that out of your head. Nicole says she is not ready to give up on them. Well, you should, because they're ready to give up on each other. Yes, 100%. And Gina going to chime in. I I second that. Shut up, Gina. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh my goodness. Yes, like y'all aren't in the relationship. That's what that, that is always my MO. And I... I mean, I feel like even talking about this show, 
Yes, I have opinions on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, you're sure you come on here every week and tell people they should be doing their relationships. <laughs> but <laughs> in real life, I always have the opinion that this is, have, get, this is how you get it out. This is your outlet. This yes. Is the, this is the one time you can be nosy and get other people's business. Exactly. Because really in real TV life, for all to see. I, I, I look at relations, other people's relationships from the perspective of I'm not in it. So mm-hmm. now matter how great I think they are for each other, I'm not there the day to day. So who am I to say? <laughs> but you can watch this edited TV show. <laughs> That you only see a very small amount of their relationship, and you feel <laughs> that you can accurately talk about these relationships. Absolutely, interesting, interesting way to go about it. Absolutely, I have everything <laughs> totally. I need in front of me. <laughs> yes, I have all the facts. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wait, I lost your audio. Yeah, you're not muted. You check your uh, cord. You're muted now. You're muted. On StreamYard. Oh, it says can't unmute guests. Their mic isn't connected. Mm Mm-mm. So it must be your mic. There yeah. we go. Yes. Okay. All right, everyone. <laughs> you were just you were like I was, <laughs> I was I was so animated. I knocked my mic out, I guess. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. Uh anyway, moving on. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yes, I you know, I have everything I need to make some judgments here, but yes, in real life. And the TV show gives you all the information you need. <laughs> To make to make sound decisions and sound judgments of these people. Absolutely. You get it. Yeah, I, I, I I'm right here with you. I understand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh so we have uh next we moved on to Gina and Clint, who you know, we get we get it. We already know they're not still meant doing, to be together, period. Still doing the same tap dance, the same routine. We both yeah. tried. We really tried. I know you did. Quote unquote. Yeah. Um, Kevin points out Clint's haircut. Gina's like, "Yeah, I think everybody needs a glow up." Clint, <laughs> I don't even know what a glow up is. What 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 even is a glow up? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, right, Clint. Yeah, right. I think he thinks that's like an endearing thing to be like, "Oh, I don't know this." Yeah, I'm a clueless <laughs> old man. Yeah, it's like you know. Um, and so, uh, Clint, uh, Kevin asks Clint about his swag. Clint thinks he's always had swag and. Gina's like, yeah, I think he has swag now. What changed? Clint looks exactly the same to me. <laughs> I still can't really see the big difference in his haircut, but maybe it was just. Is like, this the same haircut? Out. Is this something different? I feel like this is the exact same. <laughs> I, I think it was because before it was so thick and like he had it behind his ears, you know? And so he yeah. had like the little curl. But then I, once they thin, they thinned it out for sure with that haircut and went a little shorter. But this this what he has on the reunion looks like what he has. It doesn't look like day season. one Clint. It still looks like a mature day one day one Clint looked really shaggy. Yes. But it felt like after he got back from the wedding from the honeymoon, it felt like 
that was more of a sustainable Clint. And yeah. then they, they made it Bradley Cooperish or something, and then it looked mm-hmm. weird to me. This yeah. Clint here on the reunion looked good. Yeah. So because Gina says she has swag now, he has swag now. Kevin's like, well, how did how did you uh, walk away from him? She's like, I guess I just missed the boat. <laughs> how did you let that get away, Gina? Right. Uh, they're like, we could. There just there was no romance there. And so Kevin's like, well, why were y'all in the friend zone? And she she said they just they they never felt that initial spark. Um, their communication was strong and. Clint says they had fun. They could joke together. They had Hank. <laughs> I love how he included that. Um, but it was just like they could, the, the romance wasn't there. Then we get a flash. Or go ahead. Yeah, I just wish they could, they would say outright, yeah, we pissed each other off on the honeymoon and we never got over it. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't get over that. Yeah. Clint said it later in so many words, but didn't mm-hmm. say exactly that. Yeah. Um, so we get a flashback to Clint's interview with Pastor Cal where he's talking about like the types of weight women he's dated. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, like dated. What do you say? They small women. Yeah. He says midsize tall. women as if yeah. he's talking about a, a four door sedan or a minivan or something. <laughs> I've dated midsized. Yeah. He's like basically describing the body types of women he's dated. And, um, it, and, and so, Kevin's like, well, like that. Okay, that's that's Gina. You know, he's like, well, we just didn't jive in that way. He's like, Kevin's like, I feel like the experts nailed it. Yeah, Kevin Frazier, you ordered this on the menu. They gave it to you. What's the problem? Uh, her personality sucks. That's the problem, Kevin. Kevin is operating from like the special before the the like the premiere. Before he but, knows anything about these people, and yeah, like before like, well, they interact, it work? Y'all, he, he even said at one point, "Y'all look so great together in front of me." Yeah, but did you see their personalities working yeah. with each other? I just their, their lifestyles are totally different, Kevin. What don't you understand about that? They just are not compatible in that way. I just feel like no one in America, no one in America or beyond, we're in Canada as well, you know, Australia. <laughs> Every, I guess no one in the world is as confused as Kevin Frazier about Gina and Clint. Yeah. I, I don't understand what his, why he's caping so hard for Clint and Gina. I, I don't, who, who is, who wants them to get back together? Who Who is asking Kevin. for this? Kevin is the only one. Yeah. You don't Kevin, even you have doing? Nicole rooting for this. No, That's when you know you're in the wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With wanting them to get back together. Uh, So, Gina or Clint says that they did try. We get a flashback to the honeymoon about how they had to make it work because they didn't have any clothes or because um, their bags didn't arrive. We find out that Clint also had a stomach bug. And so they just had to make do. And Gina's just like riveting material. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I was like rolling my eyes through it as if you can't see me. <laughs> Literally, as I'm talking about this. <laughs> Um, so Gina says that uh, they definitely had to make lemonade out of lemons and Kevin's like look y'all, look at that even even this he's like do y'all feel like y'all gave it your all and they, they agree they do th- or they, they say they do think they did give, their, give it their all and Clint at this point says we had trouble early so that didn't help and we were just hanging on thinking like we were missing something 
Clint, Clint does start with the uh, we did all we could in the moment. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like he's saying, yeah, I didn't feel like giving it a hundred percent. So I gave it probably about a ninety five. But that was my hundred percent at that moment. Yeah. <sighs> so then Kevin's like, oh, OK, could Clint have wooed Gina more? And he's like, well, I put in as much effort at that time. <laughs> and uh <laughs> I, I wish you would also just say she didn't want to be wooed. Right. <laughs> Why would I woo someone that didn't want to be wooed? That that could bring charges. Exactly. And he's like, since filming, we've been even closer. Oh gosh, Kevin. Oh, no, no, like, why would you why would you say that, Clint? That's going to Kevin started up. Right. See? See? Yeah. So then Kevin's like, is there any chance that this could ever come back around? Clint's like, I don't know. She can answer that better. And she's like, I guess. I don't know. Who knows? Why are they doing this? Gina says, Gina said, that is the burning question. That's not a burning question. No one, <laughs> has set, no one has set fire to that question. That question has been cold. We have not even bothered to try to set that question on fire. We don't care. No one cares exactly. except Kevin. Except yes. Kevin. Kevin's the only one with that burning question. Exactly. <sighs> so, so then Kevin asked again, is there a chance that this, he's like, maybe I can ask it in a different way. I just want to get the answer I want. I'm going to just phrase it any way I can. Can we get y'all to kiss right now? <laughs> Make out in front of me right now. Right. I want to see why it didn't work. Right. So he's like, uh, is there a chance that this could be fixed? And uh, Gina says, I just don't feel like there was any physical chemistry. But there is a ton I appreciate about him. <laughs> and so then, Kevin- see, see, <laughs> she Kevin- appreciates you, Clint. Kevin asked Clint, do you feel like Gina was trying? And Clint says he doesn't feel like she was trying as hard as he thought she could have tried. He was like, like, I would tell this like in-depth story in order for her to open up more and share more with me. Uh, And she was like, well, I guess I just wasn't putting picking up what he was putting down at the time. (laughs) You weren't you weren't trying to pick up anything Clint was putting down. (laughs) Clint put it down. He said, "Mm, no. Uh, you, you, you expect somebody to pick that up or what? Right. It ain't gonna be me. <laughs> you drop something. Right. While well, we picked it up. Uh, it's like when uh <laughs> it's like when pepper and uh specifically pepper. I was gonna say pepper and cinnamon, but pepper is the one who fetches. Cinnamon does not Wait, fit. Cinnamon doesn't fetch. She hasn't quite caught on to it. Like she'll, if I throw it, she'll grab it and go do her own thing with it. She doesn't re- return it to me. <laughs> what to, a diva! I know she does to throw again. But sometimes, like if I'm like, let's say I'm watching Married at First Sight and Pepper wants to play fetch, and I'm not paying attention to her because I'm like taking notes and watching, mm-hmm. she'll drop whatever she wants fetch right in my lap. Hey, lady! <laughs> like, look, I want you to throw this. Please. I know that you're engrossed in your uh, <laughs> terrible, toxic people right now, but I want to play. How about that? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. The worst was I was on my. Oh my. God. So oh. I have a walking pad that's like a treadmill. So of when I work, <laughs> I was like, let me not. But it, it's important to the story. I can't leave that part out. So I'm on my walking pad, like my walking pad, as you do (laughs) getting some stuff like I can't sit all day, every day 
working from home. And so it really helps. Um, so anyway, is this like a, de- is this like a treadmill desk? Or it's something? a tre- It Well, it's a treadmill, but I have, it's just like just the treadmill, no arms. And so I have it next to like my bar area, like in my kitchen. Oh, of and course. So, like, has the bar area in the kitchen and the, yeah, you know, so the mansion I, kitchen, right? I have my laptop there and then I walk on the walking pad while I work. Okay. So the worst was I was doing that. Pepper wanted to fetch. And she has these little squeaky balls and my mom got them. And she drops that on the treadmill while it's going. <laughs> it gets caught in the belt oh, no. and went like all the way around. It was like, I just wish you were walking. I just wish you were walking on it as it happened. It I was. Like, it went like flying back. I had to jump off because I was like, what did you just do? Because I heard the squeaking and it like it got caught and I had to pull it out. It's like, don't do that. They were like, well, maybe you should pay attention to me more and I wouldn't have. <laughs> that was absurd. Maybe you should play fetching me more and I wouldn't have to drop stuff in front of you to give you an obvious hit, mom. Uh, don't blame so. me for your nonsense. <laughs> So I was just, I was just acting like Gina, not picking up what she was putting down. Um, So anyway, Kevin asked, did building your business during the season make it harder? We've talked about this at length already, right? Thinking this was not the right time. But she said she lost, she's like, I lost $100,000 with a a, a contractor. I'd employee quit last minute. And Kevin was like, yeah, we saw that. Yeah, mm -hmm. Yeah, we remember (laughs) So she was like doing like focusing her on her business at the time wasn't the hard part. The hard part was the curveballs that she got from her business. Tell me why this is the most we heard Gina talk in this segment. Oh, of course, because it's about her business. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, you know, building the business wasn't a problem. It was the curveballs. Well, that's part of building the business and why yeah, you should not have, have been no doing that. Balls. Yeah, that's why I shouldn't have been doing that in the same time as marrying a stranger. That's yeah. what we're saying. That's what we're talking about. And this is when she said, when emotions are high, intelligence <laughs> is low. She probably says this at work to her employees. And of course, her employees are like, oh my gosh, so insightful. Oh, Tina, you're just the best <laughs> boss anyone could ever ask for. <laughs> yeah. If I said that, if I said that on a work call, my coworkers would be like, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> Are you stroking out over there? They would be like, Asia, are you serious right now? Um, okay, so she said the her, the marriage was a nice distraction during the time. Yeah, because you weren't, you didn't care about yeah. it. You weren't invested. <laughs> so Kevin asked, what, what else has been going on? She says she's happy. She's still processing a lot. He asked Clint. Clint is dating someone. Um and he's been, he has been traveling a lot. His new lady is passionate about life and he's been teaching her to sail. Was she's there any part? He's passionate about more than just her job. Gina. <laughs> Was there any part of you thinking like, is this dumb? No, I know. I don't think You don't so. think they circle back? No. Um, because if it was, the show would have spoiled it for us. Uh, <laughs> we would have already known. Um, but Clint's like, yeah, I have this new lady. Uh, Clint, um, weren't you just, as Kevin's asking you, if you could go back around? Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe you should ask Gina. Right. I'm, I'm sure Clint's lady is thinking, um, what? Like, is that an WTF, option? Here? Like, Clint? I thought we were doing something. Right. Very confusing. Because I'm, I don't I'm know. saying, I, could go I back thought- with Gina. 
I thought the same when Jasmine says she's with friend boy, but Eris got his arm all around her. I would be friend if I were friend boy, I would be like, Eris, can you back up? You are her ex husband. He's probably just off stage, like get away from her. It's like Do you feel like Eris is one of those people that now that Jasmine's moved on, he finds her more attractive now? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Now, now I'm going to take you from your friend boy. He's like, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but all of a sudden I'm kind of intrigued. I know what it is. She's not available. Yeah. Now that you're super unavailable, I find you attractive all of a sudden for some reason. Right. Um, so, so yeah, our next, uh, we move on to our next couple, which I was kind of surprised with Shaq and Kirsten. I thought they would have gone ahead and got Dom and Mac out the way. Uh, yeah, this is interesting. Um, we also see a a preview for next week that Dom and not Dom, Mac and Gina are going to get their own segment. Yeah. Well, is it their own segment or are they just now sitting together? I think it was her own segment. I feel like I saw a wide shot of Kevin and Mac and Gina just sitting on the couch and they were the only people on set. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wonder why. Is it not Gina? Well, we have, to, we have to keep beating that dead horse of Gina and Mac because we can't leave well enough alone. I'm sure they're just going to tell us, oh, no, we went on that date and really nothing much came of it. Yeah. Um. So we get Shaq and Kirsten. And Kevin asks, how are y'all doing? She says she's been working and traveling. She's about to go to Hawaii. Yes. I didn't hear her mention the uh, the party bus. <laughs> yeah, because like like we said at the time, this is just like a, a BS kind of, you know what we should do? We should do a party bus. And then it just never got brought up again for like another three months. Remember we we're going to do that party bus? Yeah, that was dumb. You know how many like podcasts like in a, with like in a group of friends that my group of friends like oh we should start a podcast mm-hmm. that yep. I can't really I can't contribute to that kind of conversation <laughs> I, I do do podcasts I'm an actual podcaster it's <laughs> like, insulting when you bring up these podcasts <laughs> that you're never going to do I'm like I'm yeah that would be fun it look, like I, let's actually make it happen but it's those just like oh what like, girl we were just talking I'm like okay well let me just Focus on something else because I can't. Let me know when you're real. Let yeah, me know when you got like, some real ideas. <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh what's new with Shaq? He said he decided to go back to therapy. He's trying to finish his doctorate degree. And uh Kevin's like, Do y'all keep in touch? Shaq's like, we talk. And <laughs> Curse is like we no we we have like little check ins. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't don't make a song. Don't, do, not a don't do that. Curse yeah. <laughs> uh, is not having it at all. This this reunion. No. So we find out this is where he reveals he's in Austin now. So there is like a bit of a distance between Memphis and Memphis, Nashville, and Austin. And uh, she says so. And then uh, Kevin's like, oh, okay, so like you you care about him. Because she brings up how she reached out. She was like, well, I did reach out um, on when his grandmother passed. And then um, 
Well, this is they get more in detail about that later. But was this the part that he said? So you care about him? No, it's a, it's a little. Uh, it was a little a, later. A little okay. bit. Yeah, I was blending those. Okay. So she just said they're cordial. They are very cordial. Mm-hmm. And so she said, because after decision day, I didn't want nothing to do with him. Nothing. She said I just had to release all those emotions and take a couple steps back. So they, she did say that there's been very little communication at first, and she tried to contact his grandmother. Um, or no, she well, tried to contact him. <laughs> she went to media to try to contact his grandmother. <laughs> she tried. I'm jumping ahead. Okay, she tried. She 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 did contact him when his grandmother passed. She said she cooked, she cleaned, she checked on him, she made sure he, what he had what he needed for work. She did laundry. She felt like she was doing what she needed to do as a as a wife. Yeah. And so she, uh, so, I mean, like all of us, she's unclear on what why she is not, uh, you know, why he was saying she didn't give him support because all that stuff is support. Right. Exactly. And he, didn't, he didn't deny any of that. He didn't say, oh, well, you didn't do that much. It was just like yeah. support. <laughs> yeah. He's not explaining what support looks his, like for him. His favorite word is support. Yeah. He cannot define it. Mm-mm. He's just like what she's doing. I don't. That's, not, I don't. And that's not my definition of support. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so Kevin was. Kevin was like, okay, so there's just some unresolved stuff that didn't get worked out. And Shaq was like, there were time constraints. I just feel like we didn't have enough time. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin was like, well, if only there was a way for y'all to have <laughs> if, more time. If, if there was just some word you could have said differently from the no you said to get you more time. That could have worked, but unfortunately, there's just no way to get more time. I don't know. Yeah. So, I believe this is when we got the clips of them being on different pages. and Yeah, uh, we see their mismatched communication. Yes. And so Kirsten was like, yeah, it was just a roller coaster. Um, you know, like we would film. Some days they would film and then they wouldn't even talk after they were done filming. Um, and he checks like, I just feel like I think that it would have been better if we were more honest about how we both needed to improve our communication with each other. <laughs> just more, just more gobbledygook, just more saying really nothing. Yeah, exactly. So then we get the flashback to them doing the strawberries and the kissing. And then Kirsten was like, it's just always so hard to read him. She was like, if he's not interested in something, he doesn't give it attention. And Kevin's like, do you feel like you were one of those things? She said, absolutely. She said, duh. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, Kevin. I, I thought you could, you know, kind of parse that information what I was saying. But yes, <laughs> right. if you want me to say it out loud, I was one of those things he didn't pay att- attention to. And he's like, no, I liked Kirsten. <laughs> No, don't don't say it like that. I I, re- I liked you. I liked you the first time I saw you. You're right. <laughs> he does say now looking back, he can acknowledge um his flaws and how things made her feel. And she says she feels like that too. Like she feels like she could have accepted him more. Uh and so Kevin says, So Shaq, why did you say no on decision day? And Shaq's like, I never even thought it would be a no. I, I was shocked as the, I've been shocked as the rest of you that it was a no. Exactly. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? So that was funny. Um, well, because- I did like when when he when Shaq says, "I said so." Shaq and inter- Kevin interrupts Shaq says, "So what made it a no?" That Shaq says, 
hey, I'm getting to it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Star check. My bad. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. So because he's he 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 so he said it was gonna he thought it would be a yes all the way to decision day. That's when he snaps for Kevin on, you know, interrupting him, getting to the point, goes to commercial, comes back. Shaq says, a prophet called me. Kevin's like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> what a pro what Shaq. You don't have to tell me who, who this prophet is. What or who is a prophet? <laughs> now, I I did think in the moment, I thought Shaq was going to tell us something about like some vision he had mm-hmm. that, that some prophet came to him in a dream or a vision. I thought that too. And told him to say no to Kirsten. Kevin <laughs> mm-hmm. says, who are you talking about? Some guy in my PhD program. <laughs> Yeah, he was a pastor. He's a pastor. Because if you oh, look at the definition of prophets, a person regarded as an inspired teacher or proclaimer of the will of God. So I can understand if you have gone to schooling uh, in religious purposes, they probably use prophet often. Yeah. Um, and so for him to say, and then Kev was just like, I think Kev thought exactly what you thought in terms uh-huh. of like a dream. Because he, yeah. whoa, whoa, man. You're crazy. What are you, what are you saying? What are you saying, Shaq? It was so like dramatic. It was dramatic. Yeah, it was very dramatic. I was like, because he he wouldn't let him go on until hold he on, find stop that. the presses. <laughs> right. What are you talking about? Yes, and so then he said this. You know, this pastor in his PhD program called him, said you got some important decisions to make, and it might be time to be selfish. Oh, now is the time to be selfish because you haven't been doing that the whole time, right? Yeah. I thought Kevin was going to be like, so Shaq, does this prophet talk to you a lot inside of your head? <laughs> is, is the tell- prophet in the room with us now? <laughs> is the prophet sitting next to you on the couch? <laughs> you can't see him? Is he one of your friends? Oh, gosh. So, so Kirsten said she knew going into decision day that he was being indecisive. She didn't know whether he was going to say yes or no. And he's like, he he says he wasn't sure he could be the husband that she wanted him to be and that he that she needed him to be. He feels like um, he feels like she just wanted her. He was like, (laughs) this is absurd. He feels Shaq felt like Kirsten just wanted Shaq to forget everyone else in his life and just be Shaq and Kirsten versus the world. Okay. So much wrong with this. Shaq's interpretation of Kirsten saying she wanted to spend more time with him to get to know him because they are virtual strangers. Literally. Shaq interpreted that to say she wanted me to just give up everything and only think about her. Shaq, no. (laughs) No, she just wanted you to give give her an ounce of interest so y'all could actually make this marriage work. Right. She wants to she wants to get a glimpse of what married life could be with you. She wants to know you as a person because yes, as she there's this false eight week timeline, but you do want a good sense of what you want to do by the eight by the time the eight weeks is up. So she wants to spend time with you, get to know you, know who yeah. type of person you are. He's like, Why would I want to do that? <laughs> I got so much to do, I don't have time for you. He was right. so offended. You expect like, me to stay stay up all evening talking to you, getting to know you? Right. Why, why would I waste my time with that? <laughs> and I mean, we've 
said all season that Shaq wants a trophy wife that he can tout around and say, this is my wife. Hey, and he doesn't How dare her have any expectations of him. And it seems like he doesn't want her to have a life of her own or have any thoughts or opinions or things to do. He just wants her to be his wife. And that's that. Yeah. That is her role, her job. That is who she is in, to Shaq. Shaq can have all these other things going on, but Kirsten just needs to be his wife. Yeah, it, it gets worse, people. If you don't watch mm-hmm. the episode. So he says he just felt like it was a lack of support. And Kirsten said he just didn't want to get married or be married. That's it. He did Kirsten, not want to be married. Kirsten has had enough. <laughs> yes. <laughs> enough. You did not want to be married. You did not know what you wanted. You did not know what marriage is. You didn't. You figured out what marriage was, and you didn't want it. You said, "Ugh, ooh." <laughs> so I had to think about someone else. Ooh, like, not for no. me. Yeah, this is my marriage. It should be about me. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he says he definitely wanted to be married. He just felt like. Him and Kirsten were not soulmates. Uh, listen, one of the few <laughs> times that I'm going to agree with Kevin in this uh, reunion, because Kevin was like, listen here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, he, got, he got up in arms and listen, you're a uh, shocker for you, uh, Shaq. Most people are not going to marry their soulmates. <laughs> it's not like you meet someone and it's going to be like, ah. I mean, I, I agree with that philosophy myself. What do you, how do you feel about that philosophy? Oh no, I get it. yes. I don't I don't know where I stand with soulmates because I'm thinking like okay, if everybody has one soulmate, then mm-hmm. I'm thinking odds. Yeah, what, what are the odds, odds? you're, gonna you're meet in the this same person. yeah, you're going to yeah. meet them, you're going to be in the same place, like live in the same location. Mm-hmm. Like that that would be wild. Now, just for the record, so I can have it recorded. I am one of the few people that married my soulmate in case anyone is hearing this anytime. I am one of those few people yes. that actually married their soulmate. The when me and my wife met, ones, yes. it went, oh, I am uh-huh. one of the few just to get that out of the way. But for most people, <laughs> that will probably not be the case. I do. I do feel like your do you think, soul. Do you think someone you can turn someone into your soulmate? I don't think you can turn someone into your soulmate, but I think that there are qualities mm-hmm. that would make someone your soulmate Yeah, that multiple people can have. Yeah, I think the concept of soulmate is that you were born to be with each other. There was no, you, you and this person are the only people that are meant for each other. And yeah, I, I, as we said, the odds are not great that you're going to meet this person where you meet people that you're going to date. So yeah, the odds are going to be your soulmate are, are very few. Um, like I said, I'm one, I'm one of those few, one of the chosen few. Yeah. Yeah. I do think Kevin had a good point here. Kevin uh, was right about this. Absolutely. I think that Shaq has this uh, Houston Ryan vision of just like, he wants to be thrown against the wall when he gets home, you know? (laughs) Well, I I think, I think in Ryan's case, he was doing the throwing. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think he wanted Brett to throw him against the wall. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so so then uh yeah, he said him and Kirsten were not soulmates, and she says he's not gonna get another Kirsten. He missed out. 
I said, oh, <laughs> confidence. Yes. I like it. Come, come through confidence. <laughs> right. Um, she's like, yeah, because like after decision day, he was saying like, oh, like if we would have stayed like I would have stayed married if we could. Um, we could have. <laughs> right. And she's just like, no, if you wanted to stay married, you would have stayed married. And she's like, he almost got strangled that day. Mm. <laughs> she said, but thank God I was in my right mind. <laughs> um, uh, and so, yeah, she she says that she she really wanted them to get to know each other outside of the cameras. Uh, and he says, well, I wasn't even confident that Kirsten would say yes until she said it. That's not the argument here. You're saying you didn't know you would say no until you sat down. Now it's, you didn't know you would say no until you talked to the prophet. So what <laughs> is it? Shaq's always trying to blame something that's not himself. It's either it's God, it's a prophet. Something else is the reason he did something bad, not him. And he's like, I wasn't even sure if she was going to say this, but she did. You had, yes. full, you had full knowledge that she said yes, and you still chose the path of violence and said no. He's like, well, if she had gone first, then maybe I could have said yes. You're like, Shaq, she did go first. Like, oh, oh okay. she did? Oh, I, I blacked, I blacked that <laughs> whole right. thing out. Yeah, he's like, I don't I was just assuming nothing. that I said no because she didn't go first. Oh, my gosh. And so then, uh, let's see. So he said that he just needed more support. And he wanted a wife that wanted to be a part of his life. He said they couldn't just like enjoy each other. Because you were in your head. That's why you couldn't enjoy each other. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, listen, they were both ridiculous and very different parts. I think I think I think we're getting lost. I I think we keep saying we talk. We keep talking about Kirsten as if she's this. She was this perfect person and perfect wife. She wasn't. um, But I feel like Sheck got lucky and got with someone that would tolerate. That him. could work with him, yeah. Right, and would wait for him to get his ish together. Um, so I do feel like in that regard, she was what he needed, and she was willing to do those things that he wanted her to do. He could have got with a lot of people that were not going to be going for that at all. That exactly. would have said no to him on decision day. So I think that's where we're getting a lot of this. Uh, he's never going to get another one like Kirsten, who is willing to put up with his nonsense, I think is basically is what the, the subtitle to that is. Yes. like I feel like Kirsten had the level of patience that he needs in someone yes. yeah. that it might be hard to find. <laughs> she, was willing to, she was willing to see uh, the forest through the trees. She was willing to see what it could be and wanting to, wanted to give that more time to develop, not someone that would run away when he started, you know, crying about not going to a Memphis trip when he did not communicate things uh, the right way it, to hit to what he even admitted himself. Yeah. So she said how, you know, it bothered her that he always mentioned, like, we got eight weeks, we got eight weeks. And she's like, no, this is for a lifetime. And Shaq says, like, he didn't really even know what marriage looked like until he got into this. And he said, ultimately, he got in his head and he didn't think he was good enough for Kirsten. And she's like, you, you did that. You put that in your own head. You did that to yourself, man. (laughs) Don't put that on me. I did not say that. She wanted to make sure she got that in. She was like, you yes. did that, not me. Right. Making it clear. I did not <laughs> tell Shaq he was not good enough for me. And he said he just didn't think he could make her happy. And that caused him to say no. 
Yeah. So I don't know what I was, what I heard a couple of weeks ago. Cause remember I said like <clears throat> he didn't love her. So that's why he said no, but it, it was definitely like, he didn't, Yeah. he didn't think he, didn't he was good it. enough for her. Right. He didn't think he could make her happy. So, so, so yeah, we got kind of left off on a cliffhanger till next week. Well, yeah, uh, cause Kev asked him, so do you regret it? Mm-hmm. And then it's like that, that look of shame. What am I going to answer? What am I going to say? <laughs> do I? You left off on that. Yeah, I forgot. But then I, you see, like in the previews, uh, Dr. Pepper, I'm glad he regrets it. <laughs> yeah, so they, they definitely just spoiled the whole thing. <laughs> they love to do. They loved. They think. I don't know what they think. Do they mm-hmm. think that we just don't? We just mindlessly watch it and we don't try to like make sense dots. of. Yeah, like, the, at the, least the preview, make sense of it. The preview for next week is totally ridiculous because they are really trying to ratchet drama up where there is none because they are taking whole phrases from obviously different um, segments and trying to mash them together to make any sort of drama. Yeah. The thing that threw me off the most was the pastor Cal saying, dude, dude, (laughs) that's all they show. Pastor Cal look mad. I'm sure he's talking about when I saw Shaq say no. I was, I was like, like, dude. dude. <laughs> yeah. I I, for, I forget. I forget what they mashed together to make it look like drama, but it was just you could see through the whole thing. It was total utter, utter nonsense. Yeah. Um, uh, Dom is crying, and Mac is like rubbing her back or something. I was like, oh, that's yeah, nice Mac. that was interesting. Um, oh. Kirsten does end up crying. And I think that is while her and Shaq are still having their sit down. So I wonder what's going to mm-hmm. bring her to tears. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't expect any real fireworks in this next part. Uh, yeah. there, weren't, there weren't any fireworks here. So why would there be in the next part? Yeah. Uh, it look, does look like um, Pia is sitting with Cal and Pepper. So I wonder if this, oh. is, this is like a sign. Of, Please bring uh, her in. I I do genuinely like Dr. Pia. I feel like she's real. And I feel like she she kind of brings that like mm, that Dr. Viviana brought. Like okay. Dr. Viviana was slightly different than Dr. Pepper and Pastor Cal. Kind of th- giving him the realness kind of saying right. like it is. Yeah. Kind of like we we know what to expect at this point from Dr. Pepper and Pastor Cal. Whereas like sometimes Dr. Viviana, Viviana would say stuff and I'm like, oh, okay. I feel like Dr. Pia can be that. Yeah. So please uh, bring it, her on full time. It definitely got lost in my notes, but you brought it up a little like uh, in, in this segment where, where Kevin looks at Shaq's like, so, and you care about Shaq, right? And Kirsten yeah. just looks at him like, mm, I don't yeah. know about that. <laughs> Yeah. That's why I thought it was at the part where she said we're cordial because he's yeah, like, oh, I, so you still you still care like you, you know, y'all you check y'all check up on each other. You still really care. Right. And she's like, no, we're just very cordial. Yeah, because she, she gives him the look. It's just like a five second look. Mm, I think <laughs> yeah. you're saying too much. It's just, well, we're cordial. Let's put let's yeah. leave it at that. Right. Uh, so that was definitely a fun. Uh, I, I still I don't know if if Kirsten would even take Shaq back. What do you, do you I think don't if, think so. I feel like Shaq said, let's try this thing for real. She would say yes or no. I feel like she would be like, you don't even know what you want. Because I he feel doesn't. like the profit thing was the first she's heard of that. Yeah, he is totally just lost in his head. 
Yeah. Um, he has just no idea what he wants or he even admitted he didn't know what marriage was. <laughs> and mm-hmm. he's ran into this blindly, apparently, not knowing what he wanted or needed. Uh, and I, I feel bad for Kirsten because, you know, if, it almost feels like every almost every person in this in these couples, one person got really the, the shaft and short end of the stick and got, yeah. their, time, got their time wasted. Can I say? Because no. <clears throat> I don't think we revis- we have revisited this, but you know we do our ratings all season, mm-hmm. and we did do final guesses. Mm-hmm. I was one hundred percent right. <laughs> Here we go. So I, so How I said, you, I did you say he was going to say no? I said Kirsten was going to say yes, and Shaq was going to say no, and you said that they were both going to say yes. Well, and listen, Harris. I said both would say no. You said both would say yes. And then okay, everybody so, else we were the same on. All right. So this is a new segment where Asia gets to gloat. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's what we're doing now. Okay. Cool. Uh, good to know. As Listen. the winner of the predictions. <laughs> yeah. You won the predictions. Good job. Look, uh, it's hard. It is very hard um, avoiding spoilers, especially with being so in tune with spoilers up until starting a podcast i pretty i i pretty much block mass fan <laughs> i yeah. i mute i mute everything stories posts i don't go on reddit i try to stay spoiler free the entire season which thankfully that has been the case for the past seasons or from season 12 at least so i am thankful for that so i just want that to be on the record that this is an honest win <laughs> Uh, I'm still holding on to my win from Love is Blind with Kwame because I was the only one that said Mm, yes. You did say that. I'll still hold on to that tightly at night uh, while you get your little Married for Sight wins. Whatever makes you feel better. Listen, I I feel like I still won the Kirsten and Shaq one because Shaq should have said yes and we all know that. (laughs) Should he have though? I feel like Kirsten is like Hindsight is twenty twenty, and she's like, "The curse and dodge a bullet." That's I should have, I should have said no. What was yeah. I thinking? You're lucky, Kirsten. You dodged that bullet. Yeah. He, he he obviously has some issues. Still, still, what is it? Five months later, yeah, they're still explaining to him. If you wanted more time, you, you just could have had said, it. Yes, he's like, I he's didn't like, know that. I didn't know. Like, no one told me. What are you talking? <laughs> this is the first I'm hearing of this. I, if I would have said yes, we could have stayed married. Is that what you're saying? Yes, Jack. That's what we're saying. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so, yes, this was part one of the reunion. We will be back for part two next week. And the Where Are They Now the following week. Unless we Irish goodbye you, which is a possibility. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Don't don't sit on the edge. Of your, what is it? Sit on the edge of your seat. <laughs> <laughs> don't hold your breath. Something oh, don't hold it. your breath. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's um, um, she's back y'all <laughs> don't sit too close to the edge of that seat <laughs> <laughs> you might fall off <laughs> waiting for us to come back exactly um, so yes thank y'all so much for sticking with us make sure you go join our Facebook group uh, look up a perfect match podcast this week the password is the profit and uh, of course yeah join us the next two weeks when we come back. Jason, what are you up to these days? I feel like you're very busy. Uh, yeah, I'm getting ready to go into a pretty busy season in my podcasting uh, life. 
Uh, I've got a couple shows I'm going to be talking about over on Post Show Recaps. I'm going to be talking about the show Hijack with uh, the man that every bride wishes they would see up on the altar, Idris Elba. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll be talking about that with Marissa Garza. And I will also be talking about the show Secret Invasion, which Asia will definitely not watch. It is a MCU property. I'll be uh. talking about that with <laughs> Sasha Joseph. Uh, you can find me on all those places. Coming up pretty soon on a crime scene, uh, talking about uh, another true crime property. So check me out there coming soon. Oh, we soon. can't find out what it is? Um, it is... You know what? I kind of forgot because I haven't watched it yet. Um, <laughs> give me one second. I can tell you. It is the case of something. It is the case... Oh, is that on Netflix? Yes. Take Care of Maya. That's what it is. Oh. Something about some little girl getting sick and the hospital took your little kid away from the family. Um, oh. I'll be watching it tomorrow. I'm talking to uh, the crime scene crew, which is uh, two faithful guests of this program, uh, yes. Molly Forth and Sarah Carradine. Uh, I'll be talking to them about that. So check that out coming soon. What about you, Asia? Yeah. So most recently I was over uh, on Rob has a podcast talking about some big brother. We did a since big brother is not coming on until August 2nd this year. We're having some fun off season coverage. So we did a draft of all of the winners. Um, Look, I was just trying to have fun. Okay, so if anybody has anything to say about the people that I drafted, I was just having a good time. (laughs) They're coming after you in these Twitter streets. They really are. <laughs> they need to chill out. Um, and uh, let's see. Any? I mean, yeah, it's it's slow right now with Big Brother being off. I feel mm-hmm. like it's just married at first sight. Um, the ultimatum is done. So we had a great time doing that. I'm sure after the altar is going to be coming up because they have already announced season five of. <laughs> it's, it's when I give you a break. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what break, if any, we get with Married at First Sight. Um, but yeah, with Love is Blind, I'm sure after the altar for season four, I don't even know if I'm getting my seasons mixed up now, but after the altar season four, I think this, yeah, Love is Blind has only had four <laughs> seasons, I think. I can't remember. But the next season, anyway. So many numbers to keep track of. I think the next season premieres in September. And so I'm sure after the altar will be in between for this this past season. Um, And so. Uh, What? I just wanted to say uh, shout out to all those in the Facebook group and everyone that contacted me about, uh, you know, the negging neg gate (laughs) who encouraged me to keep negging Asia. He said it wasn't it wasn't negging is not a problem. So I will be back to my regularly scheduled negging of Asia. Uh, you know, as <laughs> we go along. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, anything else I'm on, uh, you can definitely follow me on all socials at Asia Like Asia. That's A-Y-S-H-A, like A-S-I-A. Um, so yeah, we will definitely be back next week. So we will see y'all then. Bye. If I told you I found you a perfect match. Chosen by science, but you had to marry them right this second. You would tell me, well, that sounds pretty whack. And I would add you having weeks to know if you really love them. You just got married at first sight. Chafin and Asia gonna tell you wrong from right. Are all these couples just disasters waiting to happen? Imagine if one of them.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.